0: This Week in League uh, Is Michael Inners a motherfucker Both literally and figuratively
1: Gordon Tallis gives Robbie Farah's character The Brett Hodgson treatment
0: The Titans bid to buy a premiership Falls short as they blow their cap On their dress like a seat game day promotions
1: And we preview all of the action for round 21 Of the 2014 NRL season All that and more
0: This Week in League Welcome to episode 165 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Uh, First thing, it was brought to our attention, uh, and then after it was brought to our attention by someone else, it's been like for the last couple of weeks, but we're on the front page of our iTunes uh, podcast at the moment. Where we belong. We do. I mean, it's not the coveted featured spot, which we occupied in, I think, around March or May 2010. But uh, which was the single biggest kickstart to the the show's audience? I mean, that's when we yep. kind of like you know tenfolded overnight. We've but, probably um, lost some of those now. Because, well, no, we've never actually. we well, probably some of those, but I mean, they've been replaced by others because I mean, absolutely, we, it's been a constant. That was it's like just, a, you
1: know, say random people looking for you know yeah. a bit of a laugh and a bit of a giggle, and then yeah. they start hearing sea bombs dropped on them like yeah. a fucking. Although to a be Holocaust fair, to be something. fair, back
0: then we weren't saying we either weren't saying them, or if we did let them slip, I'd either, I'd cut it out and. Or I'd put a bleep on. it.
1: Oh, we did used to on yeah, them out.
0: and then that's becoming too fucking time consuming. In the, the day, people know what time it is. I mean, even the I, I find I find that c bombs are just more like they seem to be more like socially acceptable these days. Really? I mean, you're not gonna you know have like Sunday dinner with your mother, no. and just be going, oh. oh, let me tell you about this cunt. But
1: it's you know it's it's not it's not as big a thing as it was. Yeah, my wife's certainly not. Um not offended by the word at all and uh although she's quite appalled about how often you use the word <laughs> although she's the one that fucking
0: sent me a picture on Facebook of a street sign that said like you know cunt road or something and yeah. it's like you know you should move it, you know you know change of address or something and I was like, why do you want to become neighbours or something <laughs> <laughs> But um yeah I mean the 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 important point is we're on the front page of podcasts for iTunes. Admittedly, I never look at the front page of podcasts for iTunes. I usually... I just drop down and go straight to Sport and Rec. See what time it is. See how we're ranking, which is always stellar, of course. I mean, I don't know why I fucking bother.
1: Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> no, it's good to... Uh, you know, every now and again, that that featured thing was, was pretty neat. That was fucking excellent.
0: And, like, considering it's like a user... Like it, it's like an Apple curated thing. I mean, it's not based on like the number of hits you're getting yeah. and stuff. Like, because at the time we were going, we were going good. I mean, we we're still. I think we were still number one at that point. I think we'd already reached number one, but that just fucking buried it. Yeah. Like once we got the, uh, we we clawed our way to number one and then got featured and then like the manly seagulls, we just fucking broke clear of the table.
1: Let's move on to the next topic, <laughs> shall we?
0: But thank you, the mystery Apple employee who enjoys copious sea bombs. <laughs> you're welcome. And uh, and we'd love to get on that featured thing again, too. So, you know, whenever you're ready. Now, feedback. Steve Drew, oh, sorry, Freak 09. Great app last week, boys. Hash this week in Manly. Now, to be honest, I didn't really care to fucking go through all that, all, you know, every single, you know, because there was a thousand
1: articles last week. I cared. We, we, still just we just did one, crap on there for a while. <coughs> we just did one fuck, mega article. Is this over
0: yet? And it wasn't that. It wasn't that.
1: Do you think Steve's trying to be a cunt or is he just, you know, pointing it out? Is he trying to be witty? I know he doesn't have a fucking sense of humour. Look, I don't know. So I thought I'd put witty. it out
0: there because usually, I mean, look, look, uh, I, I don't have the actual segmented pie chart for the, the feedback section, but I would... I dare say a good 30% of the ones I select are basically just to fucking throw the alley-oop up if you just to slaughter them
1: yeah but then it makes me look like the bad guy Nathan when clearly yeah, yeah but you are I mean, like sometimes no, like sometimes I do a no. nice one actually I fucking take great offence to that because you are possibly <laughs> the worst fucking human I've ever encountered in my life based on what based on fucking five years of facts Nathan <laughs> And how fucking dare you? How dare that, me what? How dare you say that I'm, you know, I'm the nasty one in this relationship? Five years
0: five years of facts. I mean, if there's been... There are people who've listened for five years and they would know that Glenn's the one that goes in on the listeners. And Nate's like, hey, he's a fucking great guy. Leave him alone, man.
1: Mm. If only they knew, Nathan. If only
0: they knew. <laughs> You're just pissed off about Robbie Farrow. Um, yes. <laughs> ben Zed, speaking at cunts. Oh, Dry July ends abruptly on Friday, Arvo bitches. It's been nice knowing some of you, but our relationship may not be the same again.
1: Ben's gonna have a bath.
0: He's followed it up, said a uh, hash Gronk NATO hash Cooper Gronk hash Gronkos hash. I'm from the Gronks, New York hash. Battle battle happy Ben Zed hashtags in decline. Looks like he's threw a fucking bonus one in there just for you. Mm. See what Hope I'm saying? I throw You pumped? <laughs> Co photo ten. Tim Sheens sacked. Benji Marshall, punted. Mick Potter, on his way. Hmm. What's the common element here? Chris is a cunt. We'll be getting into that, though. Don't you worry, Chris. The real Jedi. The Broncos salary cap breach causing Andrew G to quit has been swept by News Limited papers. News Limited owns 67% of the Broncos. He's presented that without comment.
1: Well, he's got a fair point. Yeah. It has <laughs> gone away. <laughs> yeah. For
0: now, anyway. But this is the thing. I mean, you know, Cronulla had a fucking Asada thing hanging over from almost yeah. two complete seasons now. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Shit moves slow. You'd you? just like to to hear that something was happening, you know, in the media. I, so, you yeah. can, I mean, <laughs> fuck me, Dad. Media is so, you know, any perception of, of unbiased and, and, you know, proper journalism these days is, is fallen by the wayside when you've got cockheads like Rothfield and... And people like that, fucking at the top of the tree. Yeah, you yeah, hundred percent. And they're they're like they're everything's just agenda driven, you know. And you're you're not gonna have, you know, a media organisation slandering. Well, certainly not from the Broncos' perspective, because News yeah. Limited did own, you know, a vast yeah. portion of the game and still slandered the game. Every fucking... (laughs) At every opportunity. So it's hard for me to say that they wouldn't give it to the Broncos if the evidence came to light. It's just funny, like, journalists, like, they seem like they're
0: paid trolls now. Rather than actually guys that are digging for facts, writing a story based around, you know, what what their findings were, and, you you know, know, actually doing some fucking... The the bottom
1: bottom feeders for, you know, essentially the Telegraph and Courier Mail, etc., now are just... They're not... Really much more than tabloids, as far as a,
0: yeah, yeah. Now the thing is yeah, with the with the Broncos, I mean they've got a very hard run coming at the end of the season, so they probably won't make the finals. But at the moment they're sort of they're you know they're in they're tussling for the sort of bottomish you know spots. I would hope that this salary cap shit would be resolved before then, and same for the Titans one we'll talk about later because fuck you'd hate like a team to you know get deep into the finals <laughs> or take a final spot at the expense of say the Tigers, yeah, who would finish ninth. Perhaps.
1: Which has never happened before, to my memory.
0: <laughs> 19th, I'm just trying to think of how many I'm just I'm just flicking back through the through the memories of Tigers in Decline. <laughs> in the, the in the, the soundtrack to that to that, flicking, that slide show, I'm, I'm viewing that, that slideshow and it's like I, you know, I had the time of my life <laughs> in the background, that's the music accompanying this. Uh can a case be my sorry, Jim Man Bear Pig. Haven't heard from him for a little while, but I do love his Twitter handle. Can a case be made for Ben Barber's induction to the Pudding Brothers? Hash, overrated, overweight, overpaid. Pending Twill Nation approval.
1: Uh, He's he's got six weeks left to to prove himself. He's showed some glimpses on Friday night. And I
0: was going to say, he wasn't like a pudding, you know. he, he He doesn't strike me as a pudding you know, visually straight up. But then oh. I thought, you know, little sandow, I mean, like he he made it into Pudding Brothers as well. So oh, he was he was, a, but he was probably was at the was point where he him. Yeah. So <laughs> barber. I don't know. I guess I'll we'll put it out to you guys. You can let us know whether he's official or not.
1: He does look like and we made the comment at the game on Friday, um when he made that break. Yep. And I said to a mate of mine uh who's a Pull dogs fan. Said two thousand twelve Ben Barber would have fucking stepped under the stepped the fullback three times and fucking danced around him yeah. like he you know he wasn't even there yeah. and scored under the post, you know. Yeah. Two thousand fourteen Ben Barber didn't come anywhere near that. Yeah. So it's um you know, confidence and maybe there is a bit of a fitness element there too.
0: Yeah. He's not gonna take any more confidence this week. Cattle dog blue. I don't know why I like you. I dislike Manly. You don't give knights any credit. I'm a Ranger and my son's name Mitch.
1: <laughs> Fucking Jesus. <sighs> Look, before he went out and, and exposed himself like that, I didn't think he had much going for him. And not You remember,
0: only- Catalog Blue, he, I'm pretty sure he was the one that was slamming us for, for slamming the inclusion of McManus
1: in the yeah. origin side. Yeah. He's, he's lippy. Yeah. He's lippy. Uh, As rangers are, they're feisty. They're known to gob off. Yeah. They get get a bit lippy, they get a bit mouthy, they, you know. Then they look in a mirror and they say, oh, that's right. I'm a fucking ranger, and I should shut my mouth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're doing more for rangers than uh, than Jonah (laughs) and Tonga ever did. TBI Penguin, this week was the first time Glenn's preview changed my tip and it was a good one from Broncos to Stormtop Work G. Really? Huh? What did I say? I, I, I
1: assume that you said you something about the old look storm. at where I'm at at any tipping comp of, yeah. of I've You're
0: talking about the old storm and, you know, I think, you know they'll come they'll, they'll back sort of thing. That was the thrust of it, I think.
1: Yeah, oh, look, yeah. you're welcome. Did you win any money? Can I have some?
0: <laughs> Buy you know? something? Give me a dollar. <laughs> Give me something nice. <laughs> Give me something. Give me a dollar. <laughs> oh, mate. We got settled. The, the, the discussion was settled on Facebook and on Twitter you'll remember him you'll, you will know him as the largest geek on the planet you called him last week otherwise known as Aaron Markey. Oh. <laughs> he said uh, Geekopotamus Aaron yeah, long air short wren not Aaron not
1: Aaron Nate got it right-ish well you got it wrong you didn't get it right I got it right it right-ish that doesn't count
0: because I said Aaron, and you said, then you, you took that as Aaron. Because so. that's
1: what you fucking said. No. It's not the man's no. name. The man's no, name's just, Aaron. And if he can't no. pronounce it, that's his fucking
0: problem. No, so, okay, so we're, back to square one. Earthboy75 sent a tweet to Family Feud's Twitter account. <laughs> the new Family Feud one with, you know, stick. what's his name? Weatherboy. Grant Daniel, I
1: believe. Why does he have to be a fuck stick? He's just a fucking cockhead. Why? It's just a cum. media personality, It's he's a little a, fella, It's a little yeah. bloke, trying to make his way in a tough-ass world of, of like, tall people.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll fucking walk out of a pub in the valley and you see him, you would fucking just king anyone, you Why? <laughs> he's just a fucking No, annoying... whenever
1: I go out in public and I see midgets, I get scared. <laughs> he's, a,
0: he's, he's just, he's just fucking, oh, he's just an annoying fucking cunt to even look at.
1: Look, I have a number of <laughs> little odd phobias, and midgets is one of them.
0: Well, so you'd build him for your own protection, then? Because you're scared of this midget, or well, you think if you actually make physical contact with him, you like, you know, fucking steal yeah, your soul or something. I don't want to touch him. This is in his fucking oh, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Don't want to touch him, unless <laughs> it's with the sole of my boot. Anyway, I'm, from what I've seen of the show, Look, any, any on midgets twisting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Apologies to, to Risby. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> now, uh, Family Feud. Every, oh, I forgot about Risby. I've, I've extensively, I've extensively watched this new version of Family Feud on commercial. And yeah, uh, been between actual shows. And it looks like absolute horse shit. But he's tweeted their account and said, uh, if a member of Twill Nation was going to use a hashtag, what would it be? Survey says, hashtag is in decline for 90 points. I assume 90 points is the most. I guess that's a lot. Um, no, I actually think it would be like more like a hash real talk or hash sex pest. It would, last season it was Tigers in Decline. Yeah, but this season Tigers in Decline is getting thrown around a fucking lot. Like as much maybe not as much as ever, but I mean it's it's up there. But I still think I know Nathan And everyday an everyday see it's it's a specific one. It's one where you're either trying to get it, Glenn, or you're actually commenting on a Tigers match. I mean it goes it goes with those tweets without a doubt, but then there's sure. the, then there's the guys that just throw it in there to like, you know, dear this week in league. Today I woke up and the sky was blue. Hashtags in decline. And now yeah. you they know they're just f- trying to fuck you. Exactly. You know, they're just trying to get on your skin.
2: i gotcha. got
0: you. But so I think real talk and things like that would be probably more. And sex pest does get a run. Mr. Underscore Sando, or Shando, as the case may be, he tweeted this before the round of football last week and after the show came out. Panthers versus Sharks have being played in Bathurst, lads. Big news for New South Wales country. Hash pants down, hash lift your game. Look. Appreciate I appreciate you giving us the fucking heads up. Yeah, I'm but we could it.
1: probably do without fucking laying the slippers in. Oh, you know. Let me let me give you a little idea. I, I don't know if people think that, you know, we've got we sit around over fucking coffee at lunchtime, we sit down and we fucking brainstorm, we go into a war room and take our fucking notes. A team know.
0: of writers present us with, you know, a list of possible gags exactly. that we might you know, want to like Scantily
1: clad women fucking fanning us down with fucking feeding me chocolate. I mean it all sounds fucking fabulous. Don't get me wrong
0: the Clay Polylegion
1: menu, man. <laughs> Nathan, you've got me all wrong. But let me tell you, last night at 10 o'clock at night, I'm fucking on the NRL app just about ready to launch the iPad across the room into the fucking wall yeah. because it kept fucking clunking when I'm trying to take a few fucking notes yeah. and recap the fucking games that I've watched on the over the weekend. Yeah. Scribbling, typing with my fat fingers on the keyboard. <laughs> And ready to finish work, go to football training, run around like an idiot, pack the shit in the car, go home, get rid of the kid, take the shit out of the car, grab the iPad, which has probably got fuck all charged because the kid's been on it. <laughs> and then I hook it up the fucking highway to your house. All of a sudden, I'm supposed to know where every fucking game that they don't play at the normal home ground it's supposed to be. Shut up, mate. What
0: Glenn's trying to say is, <laughs> thanks for the heads up. That was great. Yeah, fuck your hashtags. <laughs> H for Tenny. It wasn't until I followed everybody in the Twill Nation list that I realised how many Mitches there actually are. These on hash Mitch the male bitch. <laughs> and yeah, for people <laughs> Mitch who don't know, bitch, I like that. For people who are on are on Twitter, like last week the suggestion came from someone who I can't remember, I apologize. But they said, you know, how about like a, a list on Twitter of the not everybody like of Twill Nation so rather than like, you know, make it like a members only thing? I started it off just to get it started because I had a couple of minutes spare, so I thought I'd get it started by just putting in the, the Twitter handles of the people who had sent us tweets that made it on the show, the, the previous episode, and then from there, people were tweeting about it, so I added those as well. So it's, pretty, it's in its you know, early sort of days, but you can look at our Twitter account and then look at lists, and uh, I can't remember what it's called, but you know it's like Twill Nation Hall of Fame or some shit. Mitch and the rest. Yeah. I mean I should call it you know kill you know, to kill list or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But uh
1: Did I ever tell you about the um list that your fucking mate, Jonesy, That fuckhead? <laughs> i was just I, I mistakenly I love clicked Jonesy. on he's, my top guy. he's a cockhead. I clicked on lists accidentally.
0: What were you when you were actually looking looking for looking for his uh his uh his no, profile, profile picture to bait over?
1: List that I'm I've been added to. Yeah. And there's a list, people I will kill. <laughs> there's one person on the list, you, me. That's beautiful because I. So that's, that's from years ago. I'd forgotten all about so it. So when he added you to that list, so you got
0: an email notification or something. That no, said,
1: I mean it's it's from years ago. I've brought it up before, but I just I'd forgotten about it, and it makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine him trying to whip out his fucking handbag and beat me to death with it. <laughs> fucking hell.
0: That's sensational. I'm going. i actually
1: going to Scold look at. Scolded me his- with his fucking latte.
0: I've actually got to look at his thing now and see if I can see what I can find. and uh,
1: <laughs> The soft leather there. of his Louis Vuitton handbag would be fucking... Here we go. How's that going to do any damage this at is all? Is on here.
0: I'm just, just loading up the list now. People I will kill. Loading, loading, loading. Glenn Blakely. Oh, he's added some other ones still. Actually, oh, that? oh no, that's is retweets from you, actually. It's just Glenn Blakely. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's so subtle. If only you had your no- email notifications turned on, so you would have got notified that you're on that list at the time you put you on there. Because yeah, it's brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Pete's the name at Pete's the name, aka the This Week In League Clock. It's obvious the good members of Twill Nation want the clock. Too fucking bad. I mean, we, I mean look, we 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 caved to fan look, service look, like, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we'd do fucking shit
1: the listeners want, but no. People like the clock was there, and people came the piss out of it. And oh, now every the week you'd gone get away five to even ten. To bring the clock back,
0: shut up. And it's hard to say everybody because like five to ten people would tweet us and go and and complain about the clock, and that's like you know a fraction of a percent, but
1: still, it was annoying.
0: It's annoying. It's annoying to see that shit. Uh, linear, Kurt. Jeez, how good are the warm fuzzies on this week in league reshutter eighty six legends.
1: Yeah, we are legends. Thanks feedback, feedback,
0: Feedback would be incredibly boring if they were like that all the time. <laughs> Can really? you imagine? It's just like, oh, you guys are fucking awesome. People go, wow, you know, like I say, so you just masturbated for 25 minutes at the start of the show every week. <laughs> Speaking of, of masturbators, Chapo, the creator. And it's actually, this week was a fucking rare week in Twitter. And a rare and annoying week in Twitter where... Chapo lost an Abbey bet he, uh, over the Tigers game the week the previous round of action. Disappeared for 22 hours or more, which is very rare for him. And then parody accounts started springing up. It was like Chapo, the creator, T-H-A. Then you had your, uh, like a like a Captain one, you know, except Chapo. And then some Mitch ones started popping up and fuck, it just got to the ridiculous stage. And, uh, Chapo's parody said oh, do you have a job for Chapo at the male Whorehouse? Ladies love Chapo.
1: Well you'd have to talk to the perm. I was he gonna say we don't what are we what we
0: know about is his existence. We don't know I mean we know we who runs we know who runs fucking IT support there. That's right. But we don't actually know anything about you know, maybe you can Get, get in your touch staff with the discount.
1: perm, he could hook you up. He's got he's connected.
0: Speaking of the perm, Mickey T nineteen eighty five, next tweet on my list. How's that for a segue? Someone called wondering what the rates were for the brothel. I told him you could have our finest Polynesian for seventy-five dollars per hour sex pest.
1: That's fucking outrageous.
0: So then we got some DMs today. And uh pretty pretty fucking funny. It was a long story, a long tale. And so uh the Mr. X, as he'll be known, because he didn't want to be identified, he's um sent us this trail of DMs, a story, a tale that he had to tell. As you know, we get emails that are often anonymous from, you know, tales of footballers, you know, interactions and stuff like that. So, Mr. X has said, uh, okay, so one day as a kid, I went down to the local pub with my recently divorced mum, and a local fishing comp was on, and the Broncos were sponsoring the comp, and Michael Ennis and another Broncos, I think, I think his name was Peter Ryan, uh, and full stop, okay, great sentence, well done, and my mum and I went over to say hi my mum and him were talking for a few good minutes at which point my mum tells me to go and play in the playground for a while after half an hour or so she comes back and we have our lunch and leave a few weeks later I get a fully signed Broncos poster in the mail with every player's signature including Lockyer and even the coach I've come to the conclusion that my mum slept with Michael (laughs) Lennis while I was away 100% true story swear on my life I just I fucking love this so much (laughs) I did. Like, go go play in the playground for a while.
1: I've got so many questions.
0: <laughs> if you have questions, just ask, ask them and we'll go, we'll revisit the story <laughs> as the show <laughs> proceeds this week.
1: Oh, look. <laughs> I don't begrudge your mum being thirsty. It's okay. She's in a bit of a drought and that's fine. But Mike Lennis?
0: And then Peter Ryan, I mean, like, from from memory... He had a he had a touch of wrangler to him, but he was like an ex policeman and stuff. I mean, surely if you you know, far more respectable. Fuck, you could put a shot on too, Peter Ryan. Oh, I mean, obviously, you know, that's how he knows it was Ennis. His, mom, his mother,
1: his wasn't walking back like yeah. fucking. You know, his mum was egg. in traction for three months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. We're talking about someone's mum like that, but you brought it up. Uh, they hey, they they they
0: started this fucking family with this. And, you know, and, and Michael Ennis, I'd like to know if they've got any younger siblings. <laughs> and I did actually I did reply and say, look, you know, do you have like a younger brother? How do you
1: know it was Ennis and Eddie, not Ryan? Yeah, how do you
0: know it was Ennis and not Ryan? I mean, do you have a like, younger brother with any any monster hair?
1: You know <laughs> what an appalling story. It's, rugby, a, it's rugby, a little bit disturbing. Rugby league is the gift that it's, keeps on giving. Well, but I don't want to say that's pretty ordinary parenting, but just pop off to the playground while mum gets a root. <laughs>
0: Seriously, it's it's definitely it's it's worse than leaving your kid in a car.
1: You know what I mean? Or you the casino. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's
0: it's worse because you you know, because you get rude by Michael Ennis, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Although on the con on the pro side of it, the kid is not stuck in a hot car, he's actually good to play on swings and kids love playing on swings, so I guess you know maybe it's a maybe it's a wash. <laughs> Facebook. It's a terrible story. Matt Boyle said, "I only just got through mailbag and still crying tears of laughter. Saguna, I applaud your fine work, sir. Nate and Glenn, you may just have the finest podcast around up there with Smodcast and some of the BBC stuff. Not bad for a couple of Aussies. See you next Tuesdays." <laughs> so, look, I mean, you know, that's now.
1: possibly the only nice thing he's ever said to me. Yeah, it's Smodcast. comparisons.
0: I mean, that's you know, yeah, right. we It's fairly, um, fairly lofty.
1: I, I just don't like how you sell us so short all the time.
0: I'd love, I'd, I'd love to be as as, as big as a smodcast network. I can't. We'd be busy. Then our show would be so good. Then we could, because we'd, we'd have, have lots to of give time. up our day jobs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then we could have other shows where, like the ones that you know that, that I've proposed in the past, like where we just like pick a topic. And just fucking go to town on it for like half an hour <laughs> or an hour.
1: <laughs> or to see where it ends up. Even just recordings of some of our phone conversations over the years. Oh, our text messages are the
0: fucking best thing ever. <laughs> I'm never deleting any text messages because they're just hilarious. Like
1: they're, and they're trying... they could probably put me in jail.
0: Oh, yeah, both, both of us. Probably. Yeah, but yeah, and mate, not necessarily in jail, just like in a bad spot too. Like, <laughs> If people knew. If <laughs> <laughs> yes. Speaking of Saguna. Saguna. Hey, fellas. Question. Is there a player... You know, he, he says there's a thousand messages a week on Facebook. Fuck. Maybe not a thousand, maybe like... That's probably, stupid pages app. Probably like 60. Fuck, that's
1: annoying. I hate seeing
0: a... the fucking thing pop up. It's got like, you know, you got a message like, in there.
1: Saguna, 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 Saguna. Shut up, Saguna. You know,
0: Saguna. What, you know what's more annoying than the pages app when you've got a, a page hooked up to it? The pages app when well, you've got like fucking eight pages hooked up to it. Yeah, right.
1: Because
0: I've got ones for clients that I've had to make Facebook apps for and stuff, so I'm an admin there so I can install it, and so there's there. I'm not the least bit interested in their in in the day to day management of their page. I mean, yeah. once I've installed the thing, and unless people are it... But you get them, things like, up, direct messages up, with you know like porn and stuff. Then you oh yeah, it's what's not going to happen. Not happen for it? those particular clients. <laughs> what's worked. this about Michael Innes and someone's mum? Saguna, though, like fifty messages a week, which I which I love, but you know sometimes he posts some uh, some questions and uh, I'd like to put the questions out to the to listeners. Hey fellas, question. Is there a player in the game you absolutely give it to every time they play? For mine, it was Shandor Earl. I just couldn't understand why someone could give their child a name like that. The only explanation I could <laughs> think giving
1: of... giving it to the bloke not his
0: parents? <laughs> yeah. The only explanation I could think of is he was conceived in a sandpit which was next to a door which gives him the name we'll say Sandor. It doesn't work as it's Shandor, doesn't it? When he was still at the riffraff, he played against the Tigers, and for the whole game, I gave him the Daryl treatment, like in the Simpsons. You know that one? You don't come, no,
1: come on. Was oh, that from Daryl Strawberry? Yes, oh, yeah, the okay. softball one. Yeah, Boo is that the same
0: one? Yeah, you get it. I think okay, you've you've proven that you've, you've seen it. Yeah, it's a
1: fucking long time ago. I don't go back. What much. was the
0: thing? with what was the thing with Mattingly? What was his thing? With who? Mattingly. Gotcha. He yeah, had the sideburns, Mr. Burns, like, you know, shaved uh, the sideburns. And he eventually shaved his head, like, all the way down the sides. And Mr. Burns was saying, you know, manually shaved those sideburns. So that was his thing.
1: Please move on with the story.
0: Um, yeah, he gave us two tries that night. My mate gives it to Nigel Plum. Every time he gets subbed, he yells to him, you've been plumbed, LBW, yet again, mate.
1: That's not even remotely funny.
0: That is, like, fucking...
1: Oh, I would I... fucking love for Nigel Plum to crawl into the fucking stands and drop a, a shot on, on old mate oh. and say, come up with better material or there's one of them coming next time you're at the fucking footy, mate.
0: That's it, though. I'd hate to be in the crowd around that guy, thinking he's fucking hilarious, given the LBW thing.
1: Standing next to his fucking semi-retarded mate, Saguna. Saguna's your fucking boy. What are you talking about? Yeah, but I'd like to give it to him. Also,
0: him up. okay. So that's that's some examples from him.
1: Can or, I can I answer the question? Yeah, yeah. Is it, who you you got Isaac Luke?
0: Yeah, I had some fucking fun with Isaac Luke in the semi final with um between South and Manly at Brookvale in two thousand and seven, and yeah, the South bench was direct. I was sitting like probably third row. South bench was directly in front of us, and the whole time I was just giving him shit for you know like you know, asking if his mum knew he was playing, you know, he's a fucking small guy. Like, in, you know, when you see him in person... He's Back like, then he's he was like, too. He, yeah, he was little, and he wasn't, he wasn't as muscly as he is now. And he looked like a little kid, and so, yeah, I was giving it to him the whole time. He loved it.
1: Mine was Braith and Astor, ironically.
0: <laughs> yeah. Those chickens come over the roost, didn't they? Yeah.
1: <laughs> fucking hell. Um, I remember f- 2007, we had season tickets at the Titans, because Nicklin decided she wanted to be a Titans fan. Until they signed Greg Bird, and she fucking said she'd never watch another game of football in her life. And she's um, pretty much stuck to that too. Yeah, fucking yeah. eighth. When she gets a topic, yeah. When she gets a cause, yeah. She's uh, she's staunch. But uh, and Asta, I remember him. It was he must have been fairly unhappy with the referee because fucking every stoppage, every penalty, he walked up and had to talk to the referee. Is this he, East
0: Eastern yeah, yeah, Yeah. Okay. yeah. And I was like,
1: "Fucking shut up, Braith. No one cares." <laughs> Constantly, just fucking giving it to him. He, he, he made a few errors, and I was giving it to him.
0: Did he? Did he get any gestures? Did he get any like? You
1: know, no, because no, with the Isaac one, I was so oh, close. It's like, fuck! I'm going home and, and like banging some hot bird. What do I give a back with? Some bald bloke in the crowd.
0: Steaming Sunny Bill's porridge, but I'm. <laughs> With the south, because with the south one, I mean, I mean me like some of the south players, like they were, they were laughing at the shit I was saying about it. And he'd come back, and I'd say shit to him, and he'd just sort of smile and have a laugh as well. So it's good. There's was other times, other times where there was a sequence, there was a period of time when every manly game I'd fly down to at Brookie was against the Warriors. And this guy, this is way, this is like know, two thousand five. You know, there you know, was like three in a row, and so. <laughs> I remember giving it to fucking Henry Far Philly because he had the cornrows in his hair and I just kept giving it to him all the time he was going hey Snoop Dogg you know, Snoop Dogg give us a wave and eventually he did he started laughing eventually because every time he was on running that way on the field and his wing he was out in the sideline right yeah. in front of us so he was going give us a wave Snoop Dogg and uh, oh, and the, and the last one I remember is um, Gaznia in the two thousand and eight final series when Manly beat him at Brookvale, you know, thirty something to not much, and that was Gaznia's last game before he fucked off the rugby. And ironically, that's what I was saying during the whole game: "It's fuck off the rugby." He's like, yeah, you know, he's crying because he knows at the end of the game it's his last game, and they're shaking hands, and he knows it's his last game, and so he's, he's emotional as you'd expect. And you know, so we started, to fuck off the rugby," chant, and yeah, he didn't like it at all. I don't know why. I thought it was quite good. What did you give it? Give you the fucking well, he gave us like this. The you know, bird or? It's like an angry, it was like an angry, angry look at like you know, you motherfuckers, but like he had tears coming down his face because he was crying because he was crying because he, you know, so, like, yeah. couldn't play rugby league anymore. It wasn't very intimidating, so mate like
1: hopefully, I don't think I made him cry. Well, you believe whatever the fuck you want to believe, Nathan. You're a manly fan, you're good at making shit up. Um, mate of mine, Scott Goulet back in the day, yeah.
0: Why? why why Scott just, why Scott Goulet? He said
1: I don't really know what it was about Scott Goulet, but just the mere looking at his face made me angry. And he said one day at what a, uh, fucking,
0: what a, what a nonsensical <laughs> reasoning though. Yeah, it's Brad. Yeah. I mean
1: he he <laughs> what <I'm done. laughs> fucker can come up with like hatred on the spot. Um <laughs> He's, him and his mate gave it to Scott Goulet that badly. Like he looked over him at one stage like just forlorn, like, what What the fuck do you hate me so much? Like <laughs> what did I do to you? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so oh. I'm looking forward to um to some some fan or listeners' responses on that. That should be Good. interesting. Supplementary
0: question. Also, what's your best recollection of a running with an opposing fan during a game? I'm guessing Glenn leads this one due to his tough time supporting West's.
1: Probably not. <laughs> oh, it wasn't really me. I, I think I might have brought this up once before. Dad managed a pub, the Melton Hotel, as I've mentioned numerous times on the show. Um, and obviously, fucking having frequented so many years there, he uh, became good mates with a lot of the patrons. Mm-hmm. Some of which became some of his best mates. And... Uh, <laughs> One one of such character who I actually went on to work for for a few years when I was about 16 through to 19 um, was a bloke by the name of Mal. And uh, Mal was a wranger, had a really, really ordinary beard and was a bit of a grub. And he was also... A chronic fucking diabetic. Was not supposed to drink or smoke, yet smoked a packet, of, but, yeah. packet of Verizon 50s a day and drank a bottle of scotch a night. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> just, like, just should have died. Should have died every day. Yeah. But didn't. And um, he was a massive, massive Parramatta fan. Yeah. Like the staunchest motherfucker, Parramatta fan you've ever met. Yeah. So we're at Paris Stadium and uh, Paris playing West, obviously, and... um. Miles <laughs> Mal's fucking had 68 beers that he wasn't supposed to have. I think he was having half a turn, half a diabetic turn. He'd get yeah. the fucking sweats on. And, and um, he's come up with however many beers he could carry yeah. up the stairs. And he's fucking white, sort of staggering between the seats. And he's fucking spilled half a beer down Old Love's in front of him's fucking shirt. Down her back. Down her back. Yeah. And she's fucking turned on a treat. Yeah. And Mal's grabbed a handful of change out of his pocket, thrown it at her, and said, go and get the cunt dry clean, you silly bitch. <laughs> sat back down and drank his beer like nothing had happened. So
0: she dropped it at that point point, just turned around? Was like... <laughs> she was like, hey,
1: I'm not going to win that argument, sat down and in her beer-soaked fucking shirt, and... Uh, Yes, that's that's one of the one of the more memorable ones. My old man told plenty, many a person to go and get fucked at the footy. Yeah, people trying to get lippy. Yeah, Dad cares not for that or yeah. cared not for that. Yeah, he he didn't stand for that sort of
0: behaviour. Yeah. I don't, honestly, I don't remember too many. To be honest, I had that one remember down at Titans that time? That silly really, <laughs> really bitch her. Oh, I was
1: like, this is going to end badly. Oh, I tell you, one of my favourite ones. Two thousand six, yeah. Tigers versus Broncos, Suncorp yeah. Stadium. Sitting next to Brad blind we yeah. started drinking on Caxon street just we had lunch there and we had wild turkey stubbies yeah and we'd normally just been drinking jim beam or whatever to this that particular day we thought no let's we'll have a couple of do you feel a flash and i was like is this fucking rocket fuel in this thing like it just went bang straight to my head and i was like half gone like i could just <laughs> literally feel it Take me over. I was like, Oh f- I'm
0: getting those I'm getting those in- when we do a drunk trip live show.
1: <laughs> oh sweet Jesus Christ. I was like, this is today's gonna end badly. He's like, Oh fucking great. Glenn at the football is bad enough, let alone mm-hmm. anyway, so we get there, we've we're charged, and we get a few more drinks and we're sitting down and I was just a bit of banter between me and my mate, go to the football with the mate, having a bit of fun. Brad gets annoyed about how loud I clap. <laughs> at the football. It's a fairly <laughs> irritable sort of play. I do have a very loud clap, though. Yeah. And anyway, so I'm giving it to him. Old mate and his missus in front of us start getting a little bit lippy. Not making, like, comments. Making comments. Yeah. Just, you know, look. Anyway, so the Broncos, um, the Tigers had had, had a you know fair crack at Brisbane and, and hadn't been able to score any points. Anyway, the Broncos, Brent Tate was playing for him, scored. And they went to video ref and old mates turned around. And it was fucking nil all this stage. And he's like, "Yeah, we only need one shot, and we'll fucking score all day." And just as he finished his sentence, no try come up on the screen because Tate was offside. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "You might want to fucking think again, mate. it's no try. You don't actually get any points for that." I don't have you watched rugby league before, mate. You don't actually get any points when it's not actually a try. <laughs> And he's like, oh, fucking smart-ass. Anyway, so then as the game went on with the Tigers, I mean, severely depleted. They were brave. They were so, so brave. And uh, Chris Lyons on Taboo scores a runaway try. And um, I kept getting word. Brad's like, and they kept getting lippy, and I held back, held back. Brad's like, under no circumstances do you want him to start to retaliate. I suggest you just turn around and watch the game. Don't get lippy. Yeah. Because if he starts, you won't stop him. Yeah. And they kept going. And then and then in the end, Brad's like, oh, fuck, here we go. He's just like, fuck it, all right. You made yeah, your own I, Brad's like, i fucking warned you. Yeah. I can't so, do anything more than that. So the Indian came out. <laughs> <laughs> and it led to these people leaving with about 15 minutes to go, to me standing up and going... Oh, what a fucking surprise! Broncos fans behind and leaving with fifteen minutes to go. Fuck off and take your twenty-five thousand mates with you. You fucking cats! Get out, you cats! <laughs> These people I mean, just skulking pest, away. What
0: a pest you would have been.
1: It was fantastic. <coughs> I just, you just Hey, me. I was just—I was a victim, Nathan. I was just defending myself. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: Whatever helps you sleep. <laughs> I remember I was at this Origin match and I'm fucking, I'm struggling to remember which year it was. It would have been in the vicinity of 2001, 2002. <clears throat> it was at Suncorp. And uh, went there with a couple of guys from work. And so there was like a New South Wales supporter, there was myself, there was a couple of Queenslanders and there was um, some Irish guys that were in the, An Irish guy and a guy from the Old Man that were in the office. And um, the Irish guy, they, they didn't know anything about football. And it was just like it was an event thing. So they came along with us as a group of probably about eight of us and so through the game like Ray the Irish guy just saying just funny shit from a position of you know ignorance of not really knowing the rules of the game and everything she's like fucking kick the cunt and things like this <laughs> anyway and we were all like fucking you know just you know mouth, mouthing off and just, like, blind drunk having a fucking great time this woman in front of us <laughs> turns around Queensland jersey identifying herself as a Queenslander and it's a very important d- distinction to make she turns around and yells yells at us she goes stop fucking swearing there's fucking children around
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh God. Like, yeah okay yeah okay I'm just, I'm, do I calm situation down and explain to you how fucking stupid you are right now how stupid you fucking look but I don't know we'll just keep saying kick the cunt <laughs> and
1: uh <laughs> In shitty accents. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um now email. I fucking didn't I, it's from Stu. I fucking I'm sorry I don't I didn't put his email address down so I know his full name. NG I, I would uh I would like to hear your opinion. This is could be controversial, but this could start you off. Well, uh, we'll see. I would like to hear your opinion on the Darius Boyd situation and whether the rugby league following public should forgive his poor media skills in light of this latest development. Whilst taking mental illness seriously, I'm concerned it's getting added to a long list of catchphrases being used by NRL players as an excuse for poor form, right behind alcohol problems and homesickness. In the real world, the rest of us, who earn a quarter of the amount to to do four times the work for a real boss, rarely get to pull excuses for being a dickhead to people. If you treat people with disrespect, you get reprimanded, fired and or punched. I believe that to an extent, NRL players are encumbered to the public. When I say to an extent, I reckon we have a claim to Darius Boyd's thoughts on Wayne Bennett leaving the Knights but not a claim to be told the truth about Ian Thorpe's sexuality. One is part of the athlete's professional albeit extremely public life and the other is personal life. I don't recall examples of the public or media crossing the line into Darius's personal life so I don't believe that's a fair excuse. Professional sport is essentially funded by the punters, it can be a bit hard for people to follow the money chain, but it all comes back to eyes on TV screens, bums on stadium seats and bodies in merchandise. TV networks, NRL teams and sponsors are all just links in the chain. The money all comes from the eventual consumer via those channels and into the pockets of players like Darius. And for buying Foxtel subscriptions, suffering standard definition ads during a delayed telecast and wearing jerseys, we expect a certain level of access to the players and for them to maintain a certain level of decorum in the media. Sure, you get some that are better than others at dealing with the media, but Darius has been bordering on proud of of fucking the media around, well below the measure of good and bad media personalities. It seems this attitude has been independent of any depression issues, not caused by it and certainly not excused by it. He's paid very good money to be in public business. He therefore has an obligation to give a certain level of accessibility to the public. If he's not happy with this arrangement, he can get a real job and play park footy for approximately 400k per annum less. I just don't know that his issues with depression excuse his inability to deal with being in the public eye. I want to finish by repeating my assertion that I take mental illness seriously and it's for this reason I don't want to see it being trivialised cheers Stew.
1: fucking hell that was really well said yeah I also want to start off by saying that um, I've had some mental health issues myself over over well certainly in, in past years and um, Tigers so, in
0: decline it's a fucking massive one too
1: uh, let's not trivialise it Nathan <laughs> um, certainly not football related I can tell you that but um, so I, I know full well that the effects um, and you know my own issues pale in comparison to what some other people go through every single day um, so if Darius has a legitimate uh, mental health issue, depression or otherwise um, or he has my full full sympathy for for what he's obviously going through it's it's a very tough, tough place to be, and it's you know you don't really see a way out. And, and you know, if he has made a, a cry for help or or if this is, you know, he's rock bottom and he's he's got himself the help that he needs, then, you know, all credit to him. And I think everyone should support him. Um, the cynic in me just probably has a look at the timing of it all. And you could draw a timeline um, to where his PR just hit absolute fucking... Rock bottom itself, mm-hmm. and he needed a way out. And
0: the timing of it was it was about an hour after the news that he he'd been to some you know resort or ho- you know hotel sort sure. of thing with his wife and caused like you know fifteen hundred dollars damage to the room and you know broke his wife t- was it? I think I said was his wife. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um. So I have to take the bloke at his word, and I have to take the story given the seriousness of it. Um. For what it's worth, so I wouldn't like to uh, to, to judge the bloke or, or make a, a, a snap judgment that it, it is purely a PR exercise um, to try and win a few friends that he's that he's lost over his time with his poor media, uh, poor handling of the media. But I just think depression or otherwise, I think if you're a, if you're a cock, even a depressed cock, mm-hmm. you know, you probably treat the media like that regardless. Yeah. And I think if you if you had a genuine, uh, you know, if you had a genuine personality and, and someone that actually had a bit of empathy and a bit of compassion, and people are just trying to do their job. And yes, the media can be cockheads, um, and I'm sure he's dealt with that a lot himself. Um, the young lady out the front of the hotel just asking for a, for a question, uh, or asking for an, for an answer to a question about Wayne Bennett. Um, she's just trying to do a job. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, she could, would have went away very easily by saying, uh, "Really, I've only just heard that. I'd need a bit of time yep. to process it, work out where I'm at, haven't got a comment. Yep. Happy to talk to you later. <sighs> Get in yeah. the car and fuck yep. off." There's none. The story's dead. Yeah. Nothing happened in 30 seconds. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh look, Darius, we caught Darius Boyd. He doesn't know about it yet. He's going away to think about it. They probably it. wouldn't
0: okay. even run the vision because like, yeah. it's, it's just so it's fucking, nothing. Nothing. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um. So put that in the news. Well, it's, it's not worthy really of the news, Darius. Yeah. That's the whole fucking point. You yeah. made it worthy of news because or you acted like asshole. a Pratt. Yeah. Um I don't think mental illness or depression is an excuse to act like a Pratt. At my absolute darkest, I think uh, you know, from my personal perspective, my biggest priority was making sure, you know, that you know, that I didn't lash out at people and then I didn't, you know, I I probably internalized it. You know, and people deal with it in different ways, but I just think his behaviour isn't excused by by any sort of mental health or, or or depression, or you know, I feel still think if you're a, if you're a good and reasonable human being, then you can find a way, regardless of what you're going on is going on in your life or in your head or in your personal life. Um, I think you can find a way to actually treat people with a bit of compassion and a bit of respect. Exactly, and he hasn't shown a great deal of ability to be able to do that.
0: Exactly. So to summarise, if there's a legitimate issue there, our sympathies go out to him, and our best wishes in his recovery. But there are those question marks, like the cynical timing, mm. you know, potentially cynical timing and of the announcement.
1: If it wasn't, if it wasn't for several years of of that sort of behaviour yep. leading up to it, there's no way I would even consider that. I'd be like, holy fuck, that's pretty terrible.
0: Yeah. yeah you know exactly.
1: But He's he's given people that perception of him
0: over many many years, and he's
1: done nothing to alleviate it. Yeah, you know I think he, he probably gave one small snapshot during that Alex McKinnon thing. Yep, you know where he actually you know said three sentences, and and people were like, "Fucking whoa, Darius Boyd spoke," and he wasn't being at all. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was probably far more hard hitting than what it was really actually what it actually was because. Everyone was like, I Everyone was like that. fucking hell, he actually yeah. said two sentences and he wasn't even a cock. Yeah, yeah. So he's giving people that perception. It's up to him to change that perception um, if he so desires or he can deal with the consequences of people just assuming that he's a cock.
0: News. Not a lot of news this week because, as I was saying to you before we recorded tonight, it felt like last week was like, you know, media pile on Manly Week. This week is certainly media pile on West Tigers Week. And I so, think what we can
1: <clears> gather from that, Nathan, is that
0: the media listens to this weekend, Lee. Exactly. They're trying, and they're trying to fucking you know, silence us or lash they're out at us. They're
1: trying to shut us down. Yeah, good fucking luck. They're trying to gag us.
0: Good luck. Just pays a lot of money, Maybe. I'll walk walk away for fucking six figures (laughs) plus high six figures under fire West Tigers coach high six figures (laughs) $900,000 under fire West Tigers coach Mick Potter has been given a stay of execution by the club's board and will keep his job at least until the end of the season now this all is a culmination of speculation through the week that he was gone you know he was just gone period regardless You know, of yeah, regardless of the result on Sunday and uh, there was a big social media backlash there was a pot of supporters there. you get you know when there's a crisis fans you know fall into a number of groups and you get ones like uh, people are like oh you know the club is greater you know no one is no one person is greater than the club you know and just sort of you know wipe them off I'll you know, take the club no matter what and some people are like no he's a fucking good coach what are you doing that's kind of like you and uh, then you get some people. Oh, that's fucking bullshit! Or yeah, you know, yeah, he's fucking shit. Get rid of him. <laughs> you know, then you get those ones. So uh, anyway, then yeah, you know, it was. There were rumors going around on the game day that like he's getting sacked. At the end, he's getting sacked after this game, like, you know. Tonight didn't actually happen, but you know, whether they took you know fan backlash on board or not.
1: Because there was a fuckload of it.
0: It was. There was a surprisingly, amount, a surprisingly large amount. And uh, But the decision was put on ice for the time being after they had a Sunday night uh, extraordinary board meeting to, uh, and they decided to maintain the status quo until the end of the season. They released a, a, a statement immediately after the meeting and uh, Mike Bailey, the chairman, said, The decision had been made to shift the club's focus back to qualifying for the finals this season. The team has fought hard to put us in a position to compete for a top eight finish in 2014. Uh, And Curtis Siren said West Tigers players are unaware of any uh, turmoil. Ongoing speculation about the club's three coaches is unhelpful and destabilizing at a time where we need unity. Members and sponsors have voiced their disappointment at how this has been played out in the open forum. This stops now. And uh, and Bailey also said that uh, player power didn't have uh, an issue, uh, didn't have a role to play in the whole thing and he said at no stage of players approach the board on matters relating to coaching staff which kind of goes at odds of you know some of the other things you hear
1: like you know, then then we get this
0: stuff about Robbie Farah. you know he's
1: some of some of the, what's coming out is is fucking ludicrous yeah well I mean, then it's, on the... it's completely well it just seems completely outrageous and and yeah. sometimes you never really know what to believe and there's the old adage where there's smoke there's fire but um, As a fan, <clears throat> looking in and, and taking what the club's giving uh, and sending out about, you know, different situations and the correspondence you get from the club, my overriding sense is I hope they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And I hope, you know, we went through the Sheens era and they stuck with that far longer than what they probably should have mm-hmm. um, because it was Tim Sheens. And he had this aura about him. It's a bit like Bennett in a way. Yep. You know, if Bennett misses, missed the finals with, with the Broncos for, for X amount of years, I think he would be in a Sheens-type situation there. People would al- yep. almost be intimidated by him and, and be hesitant to, to really move him on regardless of, of how poor he was going because it was Tim Sheens, and yep. Wayne Bennett is, is only higher as far as the aura goes. Um, we stuck through that. We've ended up with Mick Potter. They've gone through all the heartache of getting rid of Sheens. Um, Potter's come in. We've had the Benji situation last year. Uh, Benji's moved on. Potter's started You know, pretty much with a clean slate this year. Uh, Brooksy's you know, played a full season. They've brought Moses in. Um, Curtis Rose come in when Tedesco. Tedesco was, was you know, looking like he was going to be an absolute superstar until he got hurt. Um, Curtis Rose came in. He was blooded. I mean, numerous other, you know, young kids yep. coming through at Potter's direction, and some of, some of us forced his hand due to injury. But um, you know, this was a squad that, you know, all the so-called media experts were calling for, and you know, certain people in my family were calling for the spoon. Or, or thereabouts. Yeah, he's he's taken that side. He's he's t- rolled with the punches. He's taken the injuries, um, you know, taken the injuries on the chin, and after that win against the Bulldogs, you really would have expected them to 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 show up and and do a job on the Dragons, because I think, you know, they've certainly got two results against the Dragons this season that would say otherwise, but. The way they played against the Bulldogs, if they play that way against the Dragons, I think they go a long way towards winning that game. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> um, and, and that's not just the you know the fucking undefeated asterisks in the media <laughs> yeah. I just think you know that game plan the Dragons would have really struggled to deal with, but they didn't. They didn't show up, and um, a lot of the conjecture and, and a lot of the talk and reports in the media had an effect on the team. So it it certainly has the potential to derail the season completely. Um, if they don't turn it around quickly, and 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 they have acted, you know, to try and stem the flow, but the fuck couldn't they do that a week previous? Yeah. You know why? Again, where they smoke this fire? Why is it? Why is it all coming out on game day or the day? You know, the night before game day.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then you get this though. It came out uh, on uh, on Monday. Mick Potter spent more than an hour at Robbie Farrow's apartment. As the pair attempted to erase the damage of a nightmare 24 hours for the joint venture. Uh, the meeting inside Farah's Breakfast Point living room was the flashpoint of another dramatic series of episodes at the Tigers, including Gordon Tallis taking aim at Farrah on radio for a second time in as many days, comparing the New South Wales origin hooker's handling of the truth to infamous drug cheat Lance Armstrong. Latest comments came after Farrah labeled Talis a dog on the field after full-time in Sunday's game. Uh, Also, Farrah complaining to Tigers management about the editing of a recent press conference from which direct quotes supporting Potter were initially cut and not broadcast on the club's official website. And revelations that a clause in Potter's two-year contract only contemplated a third year should the side reach the 2013 finals.
1: Let me just try and deal with those in point form. Um, Potter lives in the same building as Farrah. So... (laughs) He walked upstairs and had a chat. Yeah. It's you know. And and the coach and the and the captain of the club having a chat. Is that big news? I don't think so. But no. They live in the same fucking building, big deal. Um
0: Could have been borrowing sugar.
1: A cup of sugar. Um us, I I don't have an issue and I and I I wouldn't say that Robbie didn't have something negative to say yep. about Potter's it, coaching yeah. a year ago. Yep when you look at the way the fucking team was going um, and the fact that he hadn't really had a great deal of time to build a a proper rapport with the coach, um, the team was under siege. Benji was fucking leaving, going to union. There was all sorts of hoopla around that. Um, Yeah, maybe he did lash out. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Um, If anything was said, I suspect it was said in confidence and it was said off the record... Not in the journal, yeah. Not not for something for Talus to broadcast. And I think Talus has a little bit to learn about things that are said off the record or in confidence. Um, when you, you know, and I know he, he likes to think of himself as a stand up guy. So if yeah. if the words were uttered to him, then he probably thinks then he stands by the truth. And there's something to be said for that line of thinking. But if you if you're that way inclined, you probably you don't want to be going near journalism. Yeah, or, or, exactly. a, or a strong role in the media. And there's been a couple of that things. That doesn't win you any friends. There's been
0: a couple of people coming out about it too, but particularly uh, Sam A, who said his quote was, the big thing is that the conversation Gordon was referring to happened 15 months ago when the team was struggling. That hasn't been made clear and it needs to be made clear. So, I mean, that's kind of saying like, yeah, he said it, but like, but, 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 but.
1: <laughs> exactly. And really, why, why bring it up now anyway? If you're not just trying to f- throw fuel on the fire. Yeah. Well, what relevance does that have now? Um, I think Farrah's showed this season that he, he does work pretty well with Potter, and, um, you know, it's probably not going to be the same relationship he had with Sheens, even though that's how it in the end. So, um, Robbie Farah's not probably not the easiest personality to get along with either. He's a fierce competitor, and he's, you know, he's very passionate about the club, and he's a very passionate guy, and, and he wants to fucking win. So, yeah, he probably does say things. Certainly, say things in the heat of the moment, and we've seen that on the field. Yep. Um, you know, with certain things, and he and he has had, you know, emotional reactions to to things that have happened in the media in the past, and so, you know, I can't say if Robbie says he didn't say it, then Teller says he did. Well, that's up to him to sort it out. Yeah. It's. You know the things about Robbie asking for a release and yeah, well this was coming really, out and yeah, really got pretty hectic. Some of the some of the shit that Robbie farrow has been through at the West Tigers, and yeah. he's a like like Art Wanderers boy. Yeah, come on. I, I could not imagine in my wildest dreams I would be fucking mortified if Robbie Farrow did actually ask for a release. Yeah, and he confirmed it, and someone you know, and, and it could be confirmed. Um. You know, without a shadow of a doubt that Robbie Farris has asked for a release from the West Tigers, that'll be like me asking for a release from the West Tigers. Yeah. They probably That's give true. me one. Yeah. I'm a bit annoying. Um <laughs> It's it's a shame that it's a shame that a season that was supposed to deliver nothing and, and they were on the cusp of and they've had some results to indicate that there are good times ahead. Um and you would think that, you know, building on the on the status quo at the moment. Is the way to go and like I said my overriding sense is that I hope they know what the fuck they're doing because there's the makings of something very very good within this squad and if they turn around and up you know, uproot all the hard work that the club's done with the kids and, and Potter's time and effort that he's put into them to, to get him into a position where they're not that far off and they've had some dud results which may count against them at the back end of the you know as the season closes out, um, for and against wise, but they've had some pretty epic wins in there too. So I just I hope they know what they're fucking doing.
0: And what do you make of the fact that the Tigers have this? It seems to be a seemingly you know it's, it's it's not small, but it's not massive either. And then the week before, we get Manly get hammered even worse. The crisis is because the thing is a lot of the, the Tiger stuffs only come out after that game.
1: Exactly, because yeah. Manly had
0: lead up the entire game. We just fucking smash, smash every fucking but day.
1: Before, like early in the season after the round one against, ironically against the Dragons again, um, there was a lot of talk about Potter as well. And yeah. at, at the members function um, before the Titans, the night before the Titans game, Grant Mayer put a lot of it to bed and, and said, look, you're going to have stories crop up like this about the club and – um." You know, the club will respond in in kind, at, you know, when it's fit to do so, um, and when it's appropriate to do so. But you need to remember that until something is is categorically confirmed or denied by the club, don't believe it. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, the West Tigers certainly in Sydney, the West Tigers sell papers, um, so and and that's you know that's Grant Mayor's spin on things, and I'm, I'm inclined to believing they. Um, you know, they do have a, you know, a fair following and, you know, and there are probably portions of other fan bases that, um, you know, Robbie Farrell has a lot of haters, Benji Marshall had a lot of haters um, and the Tigers as a club, there's a lot of haters out there. <laughs> oh, excuse me, I'm just about busted my headphones. Ouch teach me to do yoga I, while I'm recording Yeah,
0: I wasn't, I wasn't laughing at that I was laughing at this, this uh, like you, you bleating about West Tigers having haters <laughs> the
1: fucking start with me
0: <laughs>
1: about a team having haters <laughs> <laughs> no they do so they sell papers and, and Manly you know take that to a whole another level hence you know people look for a, a crisis at Manly and it sells papers
0: exactly now
1: P.S. next Miller, story pack of cunts
0: pack of fucking legions As results would dictate. Now, uh, the NRL is investigating the terms of former Gold Coast captain Scott Prince's early exit as part of their $400,000 salary cap probe into the Titans. His severance package is part of possible cap irregularities brought to the NRL's attention by Gold Coast boss Graham Annesley. Prince, the club's foundation captain, was released from the final year of his contract in 2012 to sign a two-year deal with Brisbane. The Titans, under former CEO David May, and my old Twitter sparring partner, Agreed to pay Prince an undisclosed amount of the final year of his Gold Coast contract. The amount of determination termination agreement was to be included in the Gold Coast 2013 salary cap. It's understood Annesley, who took up the job in October last year, discovered a discrepancy in the payment. Broncos sources confirmed the payout was a large part of the skipper's $400,000 a season deal, allowing them to sign him on a cut-price contract. There's no suggestion Prince or his management team were aware of a potential cap breach, and uh, he has not turned it... Reco- uh, return calls uh, on the subject, nor his manager. But uh, when asked if Prince's departing deal was raised as a concern, Annesley said, I can't comment on the details of the investigation. While I've raised some matters with the NRL, the investigation is theirs. Any comment on it it should come from them. The, uh, The manager of the Integrity Unit, Nick Weeks, said Annesley raised his concerns promptly. The current management team brought the matters to the attention of the NRL as soon as they were discovered and has continued to fully cooperate with the review. So I guess we shall see. How it all happens, uh, Annesley. The, well, they're still saying this has been going for eight months, and it's the first we're hearing about it, really. And Annesley said, "I'm in constant communication with them, but I can't preempt the outcome until they've completed their inquiries." It was literally only a month or so after I started. I've been constantly liaising with the NRL since. They have a lot of investigations they undertake. I've been happy. What I've been doing with the NRL has been done. Has been satisfactory.
1: Just won't go away. No, <laughs> this whole. Paying, how did you pay Scott Prince and what was in his contract um, did you
0: get a free house yeah there's yeah, a lot of bullshit around there
1: at the end of the day if it's proven that the, tit- uh, the Titans rorted the salary cap primarily to, uh, to initially sign and therefore and then ongoing keep Scott Prince it's more
0: like a, it seems like it's more like when they got rid of him like the amount they paid, oh, sure, severed, the severance you know, thing to make it, it cheaper. Started the with the house, saving.
1: and then yeah, that thing with that builder just went on and on and on. Yep. And then all of a sudden that went away. Yep. And now this, it's uh, it's not a good look for the Titans. That's
0: no, not, and with all these salary cap things that are out this season, I just hope they get resolved. And you know, whatever punishments, if there's punishments that result, you know, involve points and things like that, that they happen as soon as possible and you know it's not something we look back on because could you imagine if you had a season say you know I don't think the Titans what win many games what if the Broncos games.
1: and the Titans played in the grand final
0: look out yeah I mean, yeah ridiculous but I mean, that, that, that's like just such fucking fairyland I mean you can't get any more fucking <laughs> that's it, when the
1: Broncos to... score a try unicorn does a fucking lap of <laughs> yeah, lap yeah. of the stadium yeah
0: buck the unicorn fucking <laughs> But I mean, even say say they finished. I mean, like the Titans, like, I don't think they're going to win any many games in the, the you know the end of the year. The Broncos are going to struggle. They have got a tough run too. But say they finish seven and eight, mm. then in November <laughs> they get fucking smashed. Like you know, and the penalty would be like you know half a dozen points each, which is yeah puts them down to like you know twelfth and thirteenth. Say West Tigers
1: finish
0: nine and say and say, say the Dragons finish nine ten. Who would have been the rightful 7-8. Yeah, Exactly. F-
1: and I mean, the type of side the West Tigers are, Nathan, if they finish 8th, you know they're going to run through and win the comp. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. But <laughs> how fucking, like, explosively ropeable would you be? Being robbed of, you know, you know finals, uh, rightful finals appearance. Exactly.
1: So, again... It's I'm asking you NRL because to- this is a scenario that could play well, out Well, it's up you. to the NRL to manage it properly and and... and deal with it as it sees fit in the appropriate manner. And um, I just, if it's fucking can be proved categorically now, then out it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: If it can't be, then it needs to run its course. And if that means that it gets proven in the off season, then, you know, you you want them to do their due diligence. You don't want them ripping, you know, points off, teams just because and then finding out later that they were mistaken because then you got another fan base that's offside so
2: yeah
0: Recaps and the uh, first game, Friday Night Football, first one on my list and last one in the hearts of NRL fans. Yeah, Friday Night's was pretty shit night football all around, but Newcastle Knights, 16, upset the Sydney Roosters, 12, at Hunter Stadium. And uh, this one, it was a strange old game, Newcastle Knights, uh, 16, came from a double to Tyrone Roberts' Joey LeLua also with a try. Tyrone Roberts, one from one conversion. And uh, Dan Gagai Dan got in there, uh, one from two. The Roosters, 12, came from tries to the count. Anthony Minicello and Frank Paul, the wrecking ball. And uh, Maloney, two from two conversions.
1: Yeah, promising and pretty solid first half from the Chooks, but I just think they... How many tries they bomb, three? Yeah. Or have, you
0: know, has decisions to go against them, you know...
1: Yeah, they were probably. I think there was that one Maloney one was was pretty. Yeah. I think they, were, they got uh, chipped there, but yeah. they really lacked their 2013 Killer Instinct. Um, they really ground teams out of the contest last season, and and yep. that went a long way to them winning the comp. They just don't seem to have that same edge this year. Um, struggling to put my finger on exactly what it is, but it it's it's fairly subtle, and I don't think they're far off being that side again, but. Um, you know, it just leaves them susceptible to results like this. You know, the Knights just hung in there and and the Roosters just sort of fuddled their way through and and couldn't find a way to put them them out of it and and they come up with a play at the end and and stole it. So um, Tyrone, Robert's the hero in this one and he's finishing, you know, 2014 in the same form that he started. He was going really well at the start of the season and... um, Probably quieting down around the the end, uh, around the middle rather, and I think that's probably part of the reason why the night season has been the way it has. I, I think he probably needs to be that consistent fo- footballer that they obviously want him to be and, and need him to be. He's got uh, a good foil in in Mullin in the halves. Um, at, you know, as a regular halves partner when he's not hurt. Yep. Mullen does have his issues with injury from time to time, but. Um, I just think they they obviously um, get a lot out of Tyrone Roberts and his and his play and the the way he sort of functions within that sign means very, very very much to them. So he needs to find that consistency if the Knights are going to be a real force. Um, imagine if this performance is what the Knights dish up last week for the rise for Alex Round. It's you know
0: it's kind it puts an thing.
1: exclamation point. Um, and and you know it's a missed opportunity to really complete the story for for Alex McKinnon and and it was such a great cause it was such a great round and they they did so uh, a huge amount of great work and and you know in the end the result was fantastic 1.4 million dollars yep. raised yep. for the Alex McKinnon Fund and um, which is fantastic I just think it would have been a real nice you know cherry on top for the Knights to get the win on the day and and they
0: you think of teenagers you know they they have Played with the emotion surrounding that, played well with sure. the emotion before, a, you know, sort of key key milestone sort of you know games like you know immediately after it and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's strange that they fucking they absolutely. Yeah, you know.
1: when the, when it comes down to the to the yeah. big performance, they they couldn't do it. Exactly, um, <clears throat> and the Roosters. I think they only got themselves
0: to blame. I mean, they did get like you said, they they probably got jipped a little bit on that Maloney try, but they had so many tries in in that first half, and, you know, poor options and, and you know, just the slimmest margins of execution and things like that, they could have been leading 20 nil at time very easily. Easily. Very, very easily. Easy. I mean, they, yeah. were, they, were, they were breaking a will, I mean, so they've really got to look at their own execution as far as, you know, not actually finishing those chances off, and Knights, you know, give them credit for, you know, coming back and hanging on, and, you know, when the Roosters, by the time the Roosters realise that they're in a shit fight... And it was all too late. Exactly. Okay, the Ben Z Premiers are back, declares Freddie. Two fluky tries and a loss to Newcastle B. The competition trembles. <laughs> hash yeasts. Hash RWB lethargy. Which is a good hashtag, actually. He tries, you know, too hard, some would say, on the hashtags. But uh, that's a good one. Drew underscore Nathan 5. Dear This Week in League. I don't have a poem or a rhyme. I just hate JWH like he was born in Maxville or somewhere else in Queensland. Shagger113. He's replied to that. <laughs> he's a Jared Warrior. Acts tough but loves his lattes. Letters is a bitch. Hash JWH haiku. Wow. Jet Nightman. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And how appropriate as well. Much better performance from the Knights. Hash, hmm, chicken. <laughs> Andy underscore Siegs. And of course, that's uh, Steven Seagal's Less known, you know, he's the Frank line to, to you know to Sylvester Sloane. He's he's uh Steven Seagal's, you know, lesser lesser known brother. Rooster's performance tonight wouldn't even be good enough for a Commonwealth Games bronze.
2: Oh
1: ouch. <laughs> I fucking I love I love that one because this is Saw a Jess Shipper at the footy. Yeah. Um Yeah. Troy's like isn't that that swimmer? I've i have tried like, to. Yep, I'm that's dry- just Shipper. She's a cock.
0: What did she fucking do? I, I forget
1: something about oh. it was during Origin and she fucking bagged out Channel Nine's coverage because Andrew Johns was there talking. And um, oh, she's talking about drugs and shit. She drug- was like going yeah, he's hard, a druggie yeah. and I think he was talking to Greg Bird. Yeah, that's right. Or yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. no, I know. I remember that now. I just remember you said the name, and I was like, "Yeah, she's a swimmer. Okay, she's not over there. She's just a fuckhead. What would she do on Twitter? Or something." Anky <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, D. After watching the Roosters game, does anyone else get the feeling that Manly might be the only team in the grand final this year? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually quite humorous. <laughs> highway I underscore. God. After tonight's result, all I can say is, lol, this is what happens when you cunts both tippers by 20. <laughs> at East fan. Farcical game that gave me the same feeling I get when I hear the new Madden Brothers song, retarded, hash ref's fault. And uh, you got any comment on the Madden Brothers new venture?
1: Oh, really. I'm not a, yeah. I not ai was not a big fan, I'm not a big, good Charlotte guy and. They're fucking smashing it on the radio. Oh, I'm sure they are. I they're, wonder if it's yeah. getting
0: smashed around on the radio, like around the world, like it is here, or if, you know, because Joel, you know, is like an honorary Australian and he's on TV all the time, that if they give it, you know, they give it an extra
1: special rub I'm not sure. I, I, I think they're fucking, they seem like good lads, good natured yeah. lads, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not right up on their music, I've got to tell you.
0: Other Friday night game, the Melbourne Storm 30 defeated the Brisbane Broncos 8 at Suncorp. Uh, In front of a good crowd, 36,500-ish. Storm 30 tries to Corobetti. Ryan Hoffman got a double, Ryan Hinchliffe with one, and Cooper Cronk. And uh, what have we got here? Cameron Smith, four from five conversions, and a penalty. Broncos 8 came from tries to Dale Copley and Alex Glenn. And Corey Parker couldn't buy a fucking goal. He definitely could not.
1: He's lost it. Oh, I don't know about that. I think you're being a bit harsh on the bloke. He's lost it. I think Ben Barbo was probably the one positive in a, in a long night for Brisbane. His form, and and by no means was it a, a complete and dominant eighty-minute performance, but he did show a fair few glimpses of his previous form. So hopefully, he builds into that, and obviously, uh, you know whether it's good enough to get the the Broncos into the eight, given that he's their most potent attacking weapon when he's on song. Um. Or well, with the exception of Ben Hunt this season, he's um yeah that like I said that, that there was the break he did some good things even cleaning up and he and he was up to the task defensively as well which is one thing I was worried about with him moving into five eight um, but he he certainly made good contact and and they tested him out all night the storm as as. We, we knew they were likely to do They've very well coached. And um, they found ways to get the big boppers running at him, but he was up to the task, certainly on this night anyway. I'm, whether that remains to uh, to be seen, whether he can do it consistently. But uh, Melbourne, I said it last week that they, they look like they, they might be heading towards back to being the side that they... That we've come to expect from them to be, rather, um, they really just relentlessly rolled through the ruck. It was a real clinical display. Uh, their forwards just kept rolling over the advantage line. Quick play, the balls, um, real subtle stuff, wrestling and, and stuff like that. And it's so effective, and, and it's it, you can highlight it so much live, given the seats that we have, yeah. I don't know, they just seem to be at the right fucking height and the right angle yeah. and it's it's real subtle stuff and you can see they just push push the envelope and yes, they give away some penalties but they might give away one penalty out of 15 times or 10 or 15 yeah. times they do it and that, you know, 14 you know times that they don't give away a penalty is enough of a competitive edge yeah. for them to, you know, to oh, do can, X amount of one percenters, which goes... And,
0: and you can base it, it on the referee, incre- too. Like If increments. the referee is actually punishing you for it, yeah. you just, they just back it off. If he's not, fucking all night. Keep
1: going. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And it's small increments. They'll do this. This gives us an edge here, and then we'll do that over there. That gives us an edge. And then before you know it, you've lost 30-8, and you didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Um, they built so much pressure. The Broncos had very... Well, little to no ball in the first 10 or 15 minutes. And, yeah, they just just ground them away the Broncos kept trying they kept dropping the ball their forwards kept you know trying to roll over the Storm but defensively the Storm held them and then you know in attack they they really crushed them and and made good yards every set Cooper Cronk live we spoke a second ago about 1% that Melbourne do as a team the 1% that Cooper Cronk does off the ball yeah he must fucking scream himself hoarse every game. <laughs> and he's he's just like a he's literally like a drill sergeant. Yeah. And and he's preparing play after play and plays in advance of, of plays, you know, yes. as as you do at that level, but you know, he's screaming at guys to get the fuck over there, they don't get the ball for fucking three more tackles. <laughs> <laughs> Old oh, mates out there going like you know, what the fuck Proctor, you put me out of here for? Yeah. Kevin like, I'll do as I'm told, but what the fuck? Next thing, oh, okay, I'll get the ball It's four you know, four scored, tackles later. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh very impressive and, and, and a pleasure to watch um guys like that do their or ply their trade, so to speak. So pretty clinical from the storm. If they keep improving from here, it's a pretty scary proposition, but um I still think that even at their best this season they're you know, a slight, even if it's a slight decline, um, when you look at the way Manly are going at the moment, the um, they can't reach that standard. Even if you know they continually improve from here. And um, the the way you did,
0: like you recap that game, then you made it sound like it was so fucking amazing and exciting. But it was, no, it was <laughs> it actually wasn't very good. It wasn't a very good game. No, it statistics. was. It depends
1: what you look for. Yeah. At dinner day, Melbourne were clinical. They were relentless, yeah. but they. They have a fairly simple game plan, and yep. you know they really rolled through the fucking middle, and it was relentless. Yeah. And they just kept fucking belting the ball up. Yep. And then you know Cronk kicks the piss out of the ball, and the Broncos are bringing it out of their own twenty. Not great TV, but look, I'm gonna tell you, there's
0: a lot of refs fault in this game from Broncos fans. Mm. I, know. I know, I'm just saying, I'm just merely throwing it out there without comment. There was a lot of refs fault from Broncos fans but some was from fans at the game and they, and they wouldn't have had a good view. Like, there was that try where there was like a... The Broncos were sort of five meters out and there was that offload and the, the Storm player kind of... It was knocked on into the Storm player and then he kind of batted it back, presumably to a player, to come scoop it up in the in goal and, and run it out and actually make a bit of a fast break. But it went straight to ground and Bronco dive on it and uh, it was went, went to be a referee and a lot, of the, a lot of the people in attendance couldn't understand why that wasn't a try. But, um... Yeah, obviously it definitely wasn't when you, you know, you're looking on you know TV.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Broncos. But thirty-eight really, doesn't allow
0: you to rest fault it.
1: Oh, that that is true. But if Manley lost thirty-eight and there was two, con, you know, contentious calls, you would have said, "Oh, it changes momentum, it does this." Oh, I don't think there's rest fault there. Yeah, obviously, I think, like if
0: you lost forty to eight and you know, and some fucking dude you know doesn't get a try, try that, that he put down short, and all of a sudden that's the reason you lose 40 to eight. But,
1: yeah, we've got a team that's so so brave, so brave. <laughs> and
0: the Broncos, you know, they were there. I wouldn't go so far as saying they were brave. No, they were there, like they were present physically, warm bodies. And Barber, like, you know, I don't, I don't think he was as good as you said he was either. I think he's.
1: Oh, like I said, he got, I he got think more than t- 80 yeah, minute. You know what? He
0: got more. He got more touches than he has probably yep. in any game this season. Yep. And that's all I'm going to say for it because, and because of that, I think it was yeah, of the illusion that he actually was doing something. <laughs> you're being harsh. Eads, 85. What a bag of tricks this Melbourne side have. Forward passes, high tackles, professional fouls, tackles in midair, an absolute joy to watch. <laughs> Toto TV. No wonder Hook decided to stay. It's easy to fuck with the Broncos and flip the bird to the Borders coach. Hash, I can't spake. Run off, run off. Hard week. Come home to the missus having to shits with me. was really relying on Broncos win to turn it around. Hash, weekend in decline.
1: Maybe be a better husband.
0: Yeah, what, yeah. Let us know what 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 the misses. Yeah, is there anything we can do? <laughs> <laughs> Turn your missus around. Sam McNally five four eight two. Man, that was a good Friday night. The Bronx got pumped and the turkeys are whinging. These are hash go manly. GT three fifty one underscore Johns. Love him or hate him, he's a great player. Congratulations to Cam Smith on his point scoring record. Broncos need more fullbacks. And uh, Ben Zed. Corey Betty showing his talents when out from under the shadow of Farrah's nose. Storm looks strong again. Hash, check their books. I'll
1: tell you one thing. There's a, a little bit of uh changing in the in the wind as far as Broncos' perceptions of Justin Hodges. Um, a few murmurings around the ground that Hodges might be on the decline.
0: About fucking time. It's only what the rest of the NRL is known forever, for really. How about Copley, though? <laughs> That dude's fucking centre for life, if they got a well, you, brain in their head.
1: Yeah, you'd think so. It, it does mean that there's a few more selection headaches for, more well, certainly for Bennett next season.
0: Well, I've seen this week that Reid is not named on
1: the wing. Yeah. I, Most comfortable. Daniel, Daniel cumbersome Vito, I, I guess his past history counts against him, but uh, well, he's on the other wing. He is named yeah, this week. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say he's. He's been their most consistent player all season, really, with the, oh. probably the exception of Alex Glenn. And yeah. I think you know he's he's had that indiscretion, which is not good. Um, and the Broncos do have a fairly tight policy on that sort of stuff. But um, you know you don't want to, you know, with something. I don't want to say minor because I don't want to diminish you know their their discipline policy. But it was not minor. I mean, at least went out a drinky drink. Sorry, just went out had a drink. A drink. <laughs>
0: Got thirsty. People get thirsty.
1: They do, nation.
0: Um, but, and then when he went out a drink, he's one, you know, to shake his ass as well. And where can you do both those things? You've got to go out to a club, don't you? <laughs> and then one club leads to the next club, and one club's not enough, and you'd have another club. You know, it's a common trap. We've all been there.
1: <laughs> yes, I've definitely been there.
0: But having said that, I mean, if he had, a, he had done all that and then they belted someone, yeah. they'd all be sacked. Exactly. Because that's how it usually works at the Broncos. <laughs> All right, my pad's fucking turned off. Okay, here we go. Next. The Cronulla Sharks, 18, defeated the Penrith Panthers, 16, at Carrington Park. Where the fuck is that? I've got no Bathurst. idea. That's in Baffist? And <laughs> the uh, Panthers, sorry, the Sharks, 18, came from a double to Jacob Gagan, Michael Gordon, and Sam Taggettisi also with tries, Michael Gordon one from four conversions in uncharacteristically fucked kicking performance. Maybe he should have kept that moth. Uh Panthers sixteen tries to DWZ Kevin Nakama and Dean Fare, Jamie Sowell two from three
1: conversions. Yeah, not good enough for Penrith. Um They really need to quieten the haters soon or have their finals campaign end psychologically before it starts. Uh everyone's been talking about their their, you know, padded draw up to this point and now they've had a you know, a couple of losses. Started playing some top eight teams, and then you know lost to the Sharks of all teams. They really need to turn it around and and show that they're a force to be reckoned with. Otherwise, they're just going to be much like two thousand ten. They're just going to be cannon fodder and and blasted out in two if they indeed make it that high. Bath has turned out in style. Uh, you know, probably the biggest crowd that little grounds ever seen, and and it was a great display for Bush Footy. Um, and a good initiative from both clubs to take the game out there and um, and put on the show and and hopefully in years to come that only becomes more prevalent, taking games to the country and you know whether the NRL reimburses clubs for for lost income. They're obviously you know we look at the Sharks. Yep. How do they make money out of that game? Yeah. You know, or was it a Panthers home game? How does that compare to to what they would have earned at at, at Penrith Park yeah or, what's it fucking called these days
0: Sporting 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 Bet, Bet Stadium yeah
1: yeah um, yeah if the NRL can find a way where clubs aren't severely um, you know hampered financially by, by taking games to the country hopefully we'll see a lot more of it I think there's going to be, there's going to be a lot more of it I, I saw on
0: Facebook someone saying that Manly are locked in to take a game to Bathurst next season
1: Manly should take their games to Siberia
0: well, you know, everyone needs entertainment. All four, you know, all corners of the globe. I mean, we're happy to take you know, if you're going to take rugby league to the masses, or to the people who don't get to see much rugby league, you take Manly's brand of rugby league. So it's just fucking fantastic.
1: I mean, clearly Michael Gordon listens to the show. This is his best game in three seasons. Yeah, but kicking. Oh, except for should have kept the moth. General play should have kept the moth. <laughs> Too many holes in his undies. <laughs>
0: But yeah, no, you're right. He did have he had he had a, a great game, and uh, I mean, you know, not. I still lament the way that how badly he declined. I mean, it was you know he had a terrible run of injuries, but holy shit, he hasn't come back to you know hundred percent from that. Yeah,
1: but you need to remember that he didn't start as a really young guy. He yeah. Certainly didn't become a first grade regular as a really young kid. Yeah. And then he got injuries. Yeah. So
0: then he got old then he got shit. That's, that's right. Saying.
1: He's he's now what 30 31. He's had some chronic knee problems.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's age waits so for What So you're
0: saying, you're, saying you're, you're telling me to give him a break.
1: I'm saying that I'm 36 years of age and I knelt down today to hammer a fucking nail into a pallet <laughs> and I just about had to get someone to get the forklift lifting me the fuck back up. <laughs> so I know how Michael Gordon feels. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, GT351 underscore Johns, stupid Panthers, how can you allow those scum pond peppy gronks to win? When will the Shire cheats be penalised for drug usage?
1: He's so angry, John. Yeah, and then,
0: and then he does that nice one it's, congratulating Cameron Smith. It's or whatever the fuck Greek people eat. <laughs> tzatziki, that's, no, that's correct. You said, you said the right thing. It's true. I'm a cult, cultured man. They it's all totally the uzo, say. though, fucking <laughs> drink more like it. <laughs> What's the other one? Ritzina. Uh Okay, uh, Chapo, the creator, the original, and, you know, some would say the worst. The Panthers are straight-up pretenders. Word. Showing the benefits of uh, showing the, uh, you know, the lack of conditioning a soft run gives you. Berkeley underscore Eagle. Damn Penrith, that's not the way to hash Rise for Shunter. Two losses in a row. Maybe the threat of the threat of massive litigation. <laughs> He's cursed them.
1: Headset <laughs> cursed "Curse them." Biscuit legs curse.
0: Paramount Eels twenty-four to feed the Gold Coast Titans eighteen at SeaBus. They call it fourteen thousand one hundred seventy-five, but I was, look.
1: Fuck out of here.
0: Every, I paused. I paused the TV, and I tell you, there wasn't that many there. I counted everybody. Trust me. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Fuck, they're full of shit. Twice to be generous. Eels 24 came from tries to Ken c o Double to Jared Hain. Corey Norman also with a try. Chris Sandow, four from four. Titans 18, tries to Dave Taylor, Anthony Don, James Roberts. Kevin Gordon, two from three. And a penalty goal.
1: Seven home losses on the trot for the Titans. It's, you know, we talk about the crowds. This is hardly an advertisement to, to entice more people to come along.
0: You don't want to go to your home ground where you watch your team getting fucking pumped or lose.
1: You know. We've spoken about the stadium itself and how hard it is to get there and how much you have to pay for pu- for food and drinks so, there. Yep. Um, and then, you know, by the time you fuck around for two hours getting to get into the joint, spend exorbitant amounts on a fucking hot dog and some chips and a drink, and you sit down and watch a fucking team that doesn't win seven tries. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me a break. <laughs> um,
0: it should be, you think it'd be a mecca for away fans, though. Like, you just flutter and go, yeah, it's like a bike, except you get to watch. Yeah. <laughs> And pay a fucking shitload of money for your hot dog and chips and your mini pizza or whatever the fuck else you're getting.
1: Parral well out of, well out of this game. Um, had the momentum was with the Titans and and they looked like they had ultimate control of the game. And then Jared Haynes started and slipped it into 2009 mode and. He decided to
0: play. He just, he just decided. Yeah, yeah I should probably get, get involved, and, and, and
1: that was that. And he imposed his will on the game for a, you know, fifteen minute period, and yeah, para win.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if only I was gonna say like six minute period. It felt like it was just like bam, bam. Yeah, <laughs> he scored
1: one, and then I got up again, and I had to tend to Leo or do something. I come back, and he was walking back after scoring the second. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was that quick? Yeah. Magnificent.
1: Para Magnific- still in a finals race, but you'd think anything outside of a 2009-esque run, they don't really look like a serious con- contender. And I think con- consistency is their issue, as we've found, with you know Penrith, Tigers, similar sides. Penrith were right up there, given they had a, as a lot of people have pointed out, a bit of a padded jaw. But... Um, Yeah, Tigers very much the same. They'll pay the price for their inconsistency and and that's the difference between those teams between, you know, four and five or, you know say, five and 12 at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, the top, even if you take Manly out of the equation altogether, given at their best they're a bit of a class above at the moment, um, the other teams, you know, showing consistently, consistency.
0: Now, I saw uh, an article with Brad Arthur and, and Jared Haynes saying, like, you know, See this, these, this performance today from Jared Hain. That's because we rested him. <laughs> we always planned to rest him. Yeah, and I kind of like you know we'll eat that loss. Yeah, we'll eat the loss. And uh, this is because this is what now he feels, mate. You know, now he feels one hundred percent, and and you know he's gonna be set up, and you know he's gonna do this all the rest of the season. Because
1: you rested him for one game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just trying to take the heat off from that fucking terrible loss. Uh I'm Tim McIntyre. Underscore. See what happens when you play Kencio, We win. Hash keep Kencio. Mad, he go in England? Yeah. Mad <laughs> Dog score no space. The Titans are a disgrace. The players should all be ashamed of themselves. I'm ashamed that I tipped them. Uh Sam McNally, 5482. The Titans won't win again this season. Horrendous mob. Hash sack cardi.
1: I think Mupp might have to get a instead of saying Sack Cardi, you might have to get a hat that says Cardi's sack.
0: Yeah, I mean I think it's the, the time's just about there, isn't it? No minute ball sack. Oh, you want to go? Oh, so, 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 tea bag okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> North Queensland Cowboys 20 defeated the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs 12. This one, uh, the uh, Cowboys 20 points came from a double to Matthew Wright. Antonio Winterstein also with a try, Thurston, two from three conversions and two penalty goals from two attempts. The Bulldogs 12 points came from tries to Mitch Brown and Josh Jackson. Trent Hodgkinson, two from two conversions.
1: Pretty competitive game. I, I thought the Dogs were... Um, I honestly thought the Dogs were going to go on with it and, and win this game But the Cowboys um, Through Jonathan Thurston Put some plays together and, and and come up with a win And and what could be a very important win In the course of their season So yep. um, Bulldogs That's two losses in a row now um, play, yep. Lost to the Tigers And, and now to the Cowboys yep. So You know They'd really want to turn it around quick Two games that they probably um, Certainly You know Prior to the Tigers game, would have been expected to win both, um, and they've come up with two two losses <clears throat> in consecutive weeks. So another one, and they could find themselves in that same sort of range as a bunch of other teams. It's well, I think really they're only they like I
0: think they're only one game ahead of that out, bunch exactly. anyway. So, so yeah,
1: um, and there was a time there where they were two points clear on top. That's right. It's you know it's a critical time now where they need to um, really you know, reinvigorate themselves and, and and run home solidly to the finals.
0: All right, uh GT three fifty one John's uh, disappointed. We deserve to lose, we were shocking. Need J Mos Tolman, Stanley and Reynolds back ASAP. Well done, Cowboys.
1: Yeah, and and you know, we're classics for, for not mentioning teams injury tiles, but there's some key players in there, the missing yeah. from the dogs.
0: There's a fine line between not mentioning and not giving a fuck about
1: <laughs> the injury dolls Every team
0: has their battles with injuries. Some worse than most, sure. or some worse than some worse than others. But um, this season, I think there'd be more clubs than not where you could say, "Oh, you know, you're missing some players of note, or have been at some, you know at various stages of the season." Delorean Gray Cowboys get their first win at ANZ since the Newcastle squad were just getting their veteran status and first hip replacements. <laughs> Chapo, the creator. Bulldogs were diabolical tonight. I can't speak. (laughs) Hash, proud to be a Bulldog. (laughs) It's two for two, Chavo. Dashing down one. 9,800 people at ANZ tonight. They must have been counting sperm in balls. Filthy. The Benzed. Grub. The Dogs attack has to be a concern. Reynolds or not. Can't see them contesting, scoring only 12 to 18 points per game. Hash, proud not to be a Bulldog.
1: Excellent point.
0: Matches around. Mount Smart Stadium. The mighty Manly Seagulls, 22 to feed the New Zealand Warriors, 12. Crowd just shy of 20,000. It's a good crowd. And uh, the Manly Seagulls tries to chase Blair, a double. Peter Hickou, Daly Cherry evans to try to wrap it all up. And uh, three from four conversions from Jamie Lyon. And uh, all well, those bar one were like from right on the sideline. The Warriors, 12, tries to Conrad Harrell and the captain again the every week, mate. Try any time on Simon Manoring. And just fucking licensed to print money. Chad Townsend two from two conversions from two attempts.
1: Yeah, I think the Warriors had the game plan, but lacked the execution to beat Manly. Um, losing Johnson was a was a huge impact on the side, but uh, that battle between Harrell and and Maddai Yeah, it was good. It was pretty solid. Yeah. Fucking neither player giving an inch. Um, it was it was good to watch, and I thought. That might have been, you know, the catalyst and fire up the rest of the I'm you know, sorry, the Warriors forwards, uh, to try and roll over the top of Manly, but they couldn't quite get the job done, and Manly ended up just really too fluid, too tough, too focused, thanks to another fucking siege mentality that the media brings upon them, um, and they they bring it upon themselves. Yeah, you know. And you always talk about flying under the radar and all that bullshit, but there's always, you know, whenever there's a negative story. It doesn't take long to engage siege mentality at at the Northern Beaches. Yeah, exactly. And when they do, they become... People misunderstand what the radar is. Well, they they a different beast. Yeah. And, you know, a more formidable beast, certainly, as the Warriors found out here. So, pretty good performance from, from Manly away from home against a tough physical side in the Warriors... Um, with with everything to play for. And yes, the Warriors were a little bit undermanned as far as their attack goes, but Manly still had to, to really tough it out in the middle there to... Um, and they were given the opportunity. I mean, like win. the
0: the Warriors were given a handicap too at the start of the game. I mean, they, so Manly were handicapped at the start of the game where they got like six penalties in a row. And they just seemed like they were just attacking from like fucking 20 out for the first 15 minutes of the yep. game. They got the try there with and, um, And I was like, fucking hell, if this continues we're in some trouble but I mean the ship steadied itself very quickly and, and some fantastic put downs from Blair and, and Hiku for their, the three tries combined between them Chase Blair fucking on the end of a good back line you know he can actually finish tries off especially because he's a bigger guy I mean you know he probably shouldn't really be so much a winger and he's probably not destined to be a winger you know in the scheme of things if you, you can talk about put place.
1: downs Nathan let me tell you about Springfield Panthers under 7 watts on Saturday All right Jackson Blakely yeah a performance for the ages, yeah most complete performance of the season defensively <laughs> chuck and putting his body on the line, getting in front of the big boppers. he does love a cover defending tackle using yeah. his speed to to come across and knock yeah. people into touch, but he's been practicing uh defending in the middle and getting in front of him and and uh, putting his shoulder into his work, but uh, had him running out of dummy half for the first quarter and uh, come to the last tackle at which point that's a license to scoot yeah picked up the ball. Step, step, fend. He's on the outside. He's probably got about 30 metres to run. Yep. Kid comes from the other side of the field. Jackson's hightailing it down the sideline. Jumps in the air. Kid belts him in the ribs as he's... So knocks his body out over the sideline. Jackson reaches out, puts the ball down. Still fucking talking about it. Five <laughs> days later.
0: Four think days later. Thinks he's fucking Petty <laughs>
1: I don't know who the fuck he thinks he is. I think he just thinks he's Jackson Blakely.
0: <laughs> but all in all, I mean, like, yeah, the, the amount of pressure the media put on the side this week, yeah. having to come out and, you know, once again display. Well, two the sides were under
1: pressure this week, Nathan. One we're about to get to, and, yeah. uh, and Manly. and We had more you pressure, You could have clearly. two more contrasting performances. Yeah, and I
0: mean, they just, they just batten down the hatches, cross that fucking white chalk, and it doesn't matter what's going on outside. They are just absolutely just you know, and, and I mean it's credit to, you know, Tuvi and, you know, the football department before then even the way they set up it's like a silo there where they just can stay away from all the shit and uh get the job done and they, they got the job done on a tough road trip so uh yeah I was very, very happy and um you know, manly they win when they want to. They just win when they want and uh hopefully and Jesus, keep it can going.
1: Can we move on to the next game? Actually, let's skip that one and go to Souths
0: Raiders. No, we'll go to the Twitter first. Scotty Eel. Who is this Steve Matai these commentators keep calling? That was fucking, yeah, hash NZ commentators. But Vossi, I had a bit of a back and forth with Vossi on the, on Sunday night. Or so. yeah, it was probably Sunday night. It was after a year. He left it about a day. But I seen a tweet through his game. I go, hey, Vossi, if you love the Warriors so much, why don't you fucking marry them? And then he's just like sent back a tweet like question mark question mark Oh god! Look, you know, look, bro, I love your voicey, but you were calling one side in that game, man. Like, you, sound uh, like <laughs> yeah, you sound
1: like Darryl Halligan.
0: Yeah, you sound like Halligan, exactly. And uh, you know, you sound you sound like husband, except you you weren't going through the schooling of the Warriors players enough. But um, and he came back and he's like going, oh, I have to watch the game and have a look. You know, actually, tip the like, yeah, mate, seriously. Everything you fucking said was pro warriors. And <laughs> then had other people chipping in going, Oh, I thought Vossi Vossi was great. Listen, cunts, don't get twisted. Just because you hate Hadley and you want Vossi back, don't fucking fluff his balls when he fucking goes one sided on a commentary call, alright? <laughs> his masters are in New Zealand at the moment, they're paying his bills, so I mean I respect that. And I respect, you know, maybe he has to give them that kind of you know, bit of service to them in that respect. But I mean Vossi, fucking keep it together. And the co and, and the, the the Steve Steve Matai thing, I mean Look, that could very well be the way his name's pronounced, and I think it was Kurt. I think Kurt made the made the point on Twitter. Um, if I've missed that it, attributed, it, then uh, you know, apologies. But it could well be the the pronunciation of his name. But he's had a good ten years in the National Rugby League in which to fucking correct people on that. Correct. Much like the Gillette Gillette thing. Yeah. That only took him about what two years. So. He's had ample time to correct it if that is indeed the fact. So until you know, given that he hasn't, in light of that, you know, he's Matai. and that's the fucking end of it.
1: Um, where mat-i. are we? Matulino. <laughs> the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about fucking daily Cherry Evans' go-go gadget arm <laughs> ankle That was almost a match-saving play.
1: Arms like his neck.
0: Exactly. Yeah, unbelievable. And, I mean, he he did turn. I mean, there were some people saying he had a bit of a nightmare game. But, I mean, there, there was a period there where there was two tackles, two options in a row where, like, one where I think he dropped the ball and one where he did something else. But, you know, the things – you know, he kicked a fucking screaming 40-20 at one He's point He's entitled
1: to make errors. Fuck he, me. Yeah. He, he touches the ball more than anyone else on the field other than probably Matt Bowen.
0: Yeah. I mean, that that ankle tap was incredible. And then he scored a try at the death there to, uh, to really wrap it up for us. Um, sorry, back to the Twitter – Freak 09. I wish the Broncos were in as much crisis as the Eagles. <laughs> Sweet Nigib. Two tries are better than a hat trick any day when they're from Hiku. Hash Hiku Haiku. Hash, like future immortals do. Jesus. 40 Zip. Of all the dramas at the Manly Club, the real issue at hand is finding more room in the trophy cabinet. Hash, 2014 Premiers. Jim Man Bear Pig. A pre-match Rocky montage was the Warriors' only hope against Manly. They opted instead for a circle jerk as Sam Tompkins cries. And I'll just like to say on the subject of Tompkins, he got fucking brought up. like You know, remember a couple of weeks ago, they are like, oh, you you, know, you need a public apology about fucking Sam Tompkins. Fuck yeah. no, the last two weeks, he's been absolutely shocking, as he was for the first fucking 15 or however many it was. His shit. One of the worst imports ever. Probably the worst import ever if you... You know, um, pro rata, like as compared to how much money he's cost the team. Well, that he's cost him a
1: fuckload in his in his actual salary, but it's the the transfer fee that they had to pay, which just yeah, is astronomical.
0: And then he's cost them competition points with fucking ridiculous play. Dude's <laughs> hopeless. And you know, I forget who it was who's, who asked for the public apology, but you can bash it right up your arse. You didn't get it then. You're not going to fucking get it ever. Uh, <laughs> The Ben Z Warriors seriously need Johnson to beat top size. I'm sure. I'm sure Johnson was beaten at the Blakely residence during the telecast too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You've got me all wrong.
0: <laughs> I, I just don't. I mean, there's some Polynesians going around, you know, in, in in a Warriors game. But I mean, I don't see you, you know, beaten to a manly game. It's kind no. of like you know, you, you just got you, you see manly just running in points and you just like fucking ask get a soft on. That's exactly. You know, I end up with on. two
1: fucking belly buttons. Yeah. Let me tell you.
0: St. George, Illawarra Dragons, 28, pumped, the West Tigers, 12, and a uh, good crowd, over 22,000 in attendance to watch the Dragons shoot out to a 22-0 halftime lead on the way to scoring 28 points, consisting of a double to Gareth Widdop, uh, try to Jared Beale, Jason Nightingale and Brett Morris, with 3 from 5 conversions and a penalty goal, defeating the Tigers, tries 12 points, tries 2, Blake Austin, Robbie Farrar, Pat Ridges, 2 from 2 conversions
1: distractions are plenty as i mentioned earlier but at the end of the day the players on any club but speaking specifically about the tigers are professionals they need to be able to deal with this sort of stuff and um it only gives more ammunition to the media who are trying to beat up a story if if they come out and play like that it makes yeah. them report that there's, there's there is an issue or maybe the issue is bigger than what they even reported so pretty poor from the Tigers to show so much promise a week ago. Uh, but I did warn at the time of their tendency to capitulate soon after big wins. We've done it after the Manly game, after the South game, uh, or soon after, if not directly after, uh, and now here. So um, more things to work on for the Tigers. Gareth would Witter, be keen, he'd be keen to play Tigers every week. He carved us up in round one. Um He's having a great season in between then and now, and then carved up again yesterday. Uh, sorry, carved up again on Sunday. Even with the Benji factor having been introduced mid-season, he hasn't really missed a beat, and um, his general play and his individual play has, has always been stellar. And now that he's actually forming a combination with Benji um, and Dugan there in the centres, he just he just looks fucking class above at the moment. Just one thing on the Benji factor in this game. I don't think he really had a great influence on the game at all. He didn't overplay his hand, though, at all. Like the thing you sort of him expected, to do. yeah. Um, knowing, you know, well, certainly from past experience, Benji um, in big games or when he's under pressure has, has probably had a tendency to play, overplay his hand. And um, sometimes that works miraculously, and, and in the vast majority of occasions, it, it doesn't work at all, and it's a bit of a dismal failure. Um, But this one, I wonder if it was part of the game plan that they just wanted him to go out there, go through the motions and and let Witte run the attack and and be the star on this day and um, Benji not be too tempted to be the hero or or put the big play on against his old club with so much emotion floating around. So I don't know if it was a coaching thing, but if it was, it was a pretty smart move. At Eastfan,
0: hash Tigers in Decline has been a phenomenal curse. And there's still a spoon at the end of the Decline rainbow. <laughs> shana 86 if Farrah turned up turned the heat up on the schnitzels as much as he had on Potter, he'd still be a fucking restaurateur. <laughs> hash Tigers in Decline. Uh, JarTV. I think Glenn should now only refer to Revengey Marshall. Never happened. And uh, we had an M51 avoider. Who are you still owe a jersey or it's been sorted or no, it's been sorted. Should arrive. What do you you get in the iron man? Yeah, okay. Did Glenn say that hash red V can't score points? 72 against hash tigers in decline this year.
1: Seems like something I'd say,
0: yeah. Uh, Chapo the creator saying Robbie Farrow is as good as Cam Smith is like saying a a Datsun 180B is as good as a Ferrari. Hash fucking deluded. Jim Man Bear Pig. (laughs) That game against the Dragons proved how brave the Tigers truly are. So brave. Ash so brave. So so brave. Ash braveheart. <laughs> Ash Tigers in decline. <laughs> and uh finally, uh, I'm Tim McIntyre. Farrell wants out of the Tigers. Good. Fuck off the super league. Coach Killer himself, Sheen's and now Potter. Wow. It's so, harsh. Yeah. Ha- harsh from He doesn't support the Tigers, does he? He's in eels doesn't like Yeah. Yeah. So he's, like it sounds like really indignant like he was a Tigers supporter saying that. Monday Night Foot Beach, South Sydney Rabbitohs, 34, defeated the Canberra Raiders, 18, down there at GIO. And uh, the Rabbitohs, 34, from tries to Dylan Walker, a double to Adam Reynolds, a double to Alex Johnson, and a double to Bryson Goodwin. Three from seven conversions, uh, a bit of a blight on uh, Adam Reynolds' book. And the Raiders, 18, tries to Jared Croker, Sammy Salima, Anthony Milford, Croker two from three conversions and a penalty goal.
1: I think the rest of the NRL can thank Canberra uh, for running the bunnies into form. If they go on a tear from here, they um, they were pretty pretty fucking ordinary. Canberra in this game, South really came out. Just the tries that they were scoring in that first half were just so soft, so soft, and um, it was only you know their attack really opened up in the second half, and they scored some really entertaining tries. But uh, Canberra just weren't there, and you know, this season just goes from bad to worse. They really need to um, sack their fucking coach. Is what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this Ricky Stewart thing is going to go on all season and um, and probably into next. And, you know, if it wasn't for teams like Cronulla, Raiders would be favourites, absolute unbackable favourites for the Spoon. Yeah. I think the best sign for South, given that they, you know, given... I know it was only the Raiders, but a good sign for the Bunnies is that Inglis is just going about his business. He's, you know, he's having, he's getting his touches. He's not doing anything super Inglis brilliant, mm-hmm. um, getting his touches, guiding him around, doing doing his job at the back. And it's, the, you know, other than, well, you didn't really even see that much in Origin, but when was the last... You know, Greg Inglis, fuck you moment where he was like, "Well, I'm just going to score a try here or put put a try on and there's fuck all you can do about it." The last one that that
0: comes to mind is that one against
1: the Broncos. Yep. Yeah. That was a fucking fair while ago. Yeah, yeah, that was a while ago now. Yeah. So you know, if South can continue to win games and get through to the finals in in a good position, um, without Inglis burning up too much petrol, it's a good sign. Uh, for the finals and and a real X factor up their sleeve, a, a fresh Greg Inglis um, is is a massive positive for them. So interesting to see if they can keep keep doing it. You know with Sutton, uh, I'm not sure how, how long he's going to be out for. You know that brings kiri into the equation. So um a few little issues for for Madge to to deal with. But if if he can continue winning without Inglis. Having a, a direct stamp on the result, then um, that's a good sign for the bunnies. And the raiders put a bullet in them. Yeah, they're just they're all kinds of woeful at the moment, and it really comes down to Stuart. He's, he's the players aren't accountable. He's not accountable, and um, it shows in their performances. And I just you know you, as a Raiders fan, and certainly the hierarchy of the Raiders must be thinking, what the fuck have we done? We we can't recruit players. We got this bloke here for another. Two years? Yeah, yeah. And so, even our
0: coach comes out and says, like, oh, you know, this team's gonna be really competitive and you know in about seven years. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh ugly kid Dave. Can everyone stop pumping up that turnstile Jared Croker as a future origin player? That was garbage. Thank you. Footy facts thirty seven. At least no Raiders players will need to tell Talus that Ricky can't coach. Surely he can see it himself. <laughs> <laughs> Freak09 let's rename the Raiders how about the Capital City Goofballs I like it, it sounds
1: like a team that would play the Harlem Globetrotters
0: and Solzy04 amazing win by the Raiders tonight who would have thought they could put a score like that on the bunnies hash my special reality <laughs> he had another one he tweeted and just like that's it I'm out <laughs> and he said a couple of times he's just like I can't fucking do it anymore poor prick Okay, previews this week, a Friday night football match of the round, and uh, the one that we get to watch up here, and uh, amazing to see Manly live on Friday night, and not stream it. Manly, take on the Broncos at Brookvale Oval, and this is the first time the Broncos have been to Brookvale in fucking years.
1: Didn't oh, they win there last time?
0: Oh, I don't know, it was like 2007 or something, it was a long Manly? time ago, yeah. They did... I remember they won one... Like one of the last ones that I can remember they won. It was... I remember it was like... It was just pissing down with rain. Yeah. And it was... Like Lockie was still
1: around then. So, yeah. 2007 probably, probably would have been that one. Hard to see the Broncos winning this game. Given the form Manly are in. Um, Broncos were pretty disappointing last week. And it's a Brookvale. Yeah. I, you'd be a brave man to tip the Broncos.
0: Yeah. I think Manly have them covered. They got the incentive of losing to them last time. They played up in Brisbane where they, you know generally win, like, you know, almost exclusively win, so, you know, they'll want to come back from that, get a bit of revenge for that, starting to get a bit of stability in the lineup now, Tafu comes back into the side, the reserves are still, you know, they they still mix them around a little bit, I'm loving Tyson Andrews so far, Uh, Jesse Sandy Lafau he's been great since he comes in, Hassan's great, a bit worried about him, I mean, he's not like Liam Fulton, but I mean, he can take a concussion. So, just uh hopefully he can keep himself from getting knocked out. Tom Simons has been sensational since he 's came back from his most recent bout injury probably a month ago he 's been fantastic and uh you know he'll he'll definitely i mean he 'll definitely maintain his spot uh you know if and when Glenn Stewart ever comes back, Glenn Stewart will obviously slot and decide but I think Tom Simons and bureau will be fighting it out potentially for the uh remaining guy in the in the in the pack and the starting i mean like horror. Uh, loyalty says that, you know, Horro may be slotted straight back in, but I don't think he's been that great this year, whereas Bureau, since he's had to do increased minutes and start, he's been way better than he's been in recent times, and Simon's just been awesome, so I'd be happy if they, you know, maybe, you know, gave Horro some time down the Reggie's, but, uh, just because, you know, why fuck with the winning formula, and, um, and a winning formula it is, and a winning formula it will remain. And I can't see why they won't destroy these guys at uh, at Brookie by a fucking thirteen plus in the. If you're betting, as I mentioned earlier, I
1: tell you if the if the Eagles get on top early and and put some tries on, it could get fucking ugly by the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. As I mentioned earlier, yeah. Dale Copley named in the three, Justin Hodges four, Jack Reed in five. So
1: that's got to be one of the slowest wingers that really? you're ever gonna. Good defensively, but, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a it's a real fucking tick for Dale Copley.
0: Yeah, he's been fucking killing it in center. Absolutely.
1: And, I mean, like, I... I'd, I'd, so, you know, everyone, everyone's saying hooks thrown in the fucking tower. That's actually good coaching.
0: Or putting Copley in there, yeah.
1: Yeah. He's backed it up by putting Jack Reed. Who's...
0: I've seen fucking corpses run faster than Jack Reed. Well, I mean, saying. you know, I, I don't think Jack Reed's going to have much with a Tafur or Higu. Whichever way he decides to line himself up.
1: Well, he's going to have to, he's going to really have to choke their space because he's not He's not going to get anywhere trying to fucking run them down, that's for sure. He is. Uh, and he's not going he, to have the option to choke their
0: space because he's going to be, you know, Brett Stewart chiming in either side. I mean, he's going to be creating that extra, yeah. extra man overlap and, you know, there's not going to be much he can do. And he's certainly not going to be bearing down on these guys as they, you know, they're not going to have to do spectacular put downs to get the ball down with Jack Reed after them and they'll probably be able to run over the line, <laughs> stay on their feet the whole time, run it around other posts. So,
1: you know. <laughs> Anything other than you know another you know probably the equal to or, or a better performance um, than Ben Hunt's put together all season plus a you know a 2012 style game from Ben Barber. I don't see much at all happening for the Broncos.
0: Yep, doggies and the Panthers are the other game, and I've seen some Sydney listeners blowing up because you know they don't they get they get this game. I mean, and I guess technically speaking, I mean they're on the same points. They're sort of you know what equal equal second these guys. Oh, South, I think south the second now on the four and again. So these guys are certainly equal in that pack, though, one, you know, two games back. So, theoretically, yeah, it's a, a higher, higher, you know, quality match. But, jeez, the way these two are going, the best thing that can be said for it is that one of the slides will be arrested.
1: Exactly. I just think the Panthers might have a few more points in them than the Bulldogs. Josh Reynolds does come back into the side, but when you look at, you know, Moylan, fare Idris, Soward, Seguiaro at hooker. I think there's, uh, there's a fair few points in the Panthers. Um, and it's only really going to be the dogs' um, device-like defense if they can replicate something like they did against Melbourne. Um, that might stop the Panthers in their tracks. But I'll be tipping the Penriths. Look, I've stated that Penrith have
0: had a fucking easy easy draw. I've uh, reiterated it as of have uh, you know, mentioned their last two losses they've had. And I'm going gro- to the- ride that fucking line until the wheels fall off. So, <laughs> dogs will win. <laughs> Cronulla Sutherland Sharks to take on the Parramatta Eels at the tip. Remondus Saturday afternoon, 3pm. Yeah, look.
1: Different proposition winning at Shark Park than, than winging against Titans away. Um Jared Haynes starting to get a bit of a taste for it. And um the Sharks did get a good win last week, but they have been in some fairly ordinary form prior to that. So I think the Eels, you know mm. in a pretty close one. I agree. North Queensland Cowboys take on the Gold Coast Titans at thirteen hundred teeth
0: Saturday afternoon, five thirty PM kickoff. Given the Titans
1: last performance, um Can't tip the Titans anyway. Cowboys coming after a good win against the dogs, I'd have to say. Um Thurston's starting to really see his post-origin straps and looking to deliver victories to get him into the finals. So, uh return of Matt Scott's obviously going to help that regard as well. Uh, I don't think the Titans will be stopping much from the Cowboys. Yeah, they're going to win this fucking by plenty, I would say.
0: Sydney Roosters take on St. George-Illawarra Dragons. Saturday night, 7.30 game.
1: Dragons obviously... <clears throat> Blew the cobwebs out of their attack last weekend against the Tigers. Roosters coming off a disappointing loss they'll be looking to bounce back from. I'd have to tip the Roosters. Um and no disrespect to the Dragons, they're coming off a good win, but um I just think the Roosters won't play as badly as they did last week. Um and they really only got pipped at the end there, so they'll have too much firepower for the Dragons. You
0: no, know, I've had I've had supporters from both sides tweeting us you know talking about you know if we tip them it's a kiss of death or you know we don't tip them they're going to win yeah and on this occasion i guess we can't win then in that case but i'm putting the kiss of death for victory on the roosters i think they have got way too much for the dragons dragons are not a good side and i think the roosters uh yeah they can be yeah they are a good they are a good side that's not playing very well at the moment so they're going to put it together or you know certainly enough to beat you know minnows like dragons Canberra Raiders take on the New Zealand Warriors, GIO, Sunday Arvo, 2pm.
1: Yeah, look, Warriors beaten by a very good Manly side last weekend, no shame in that. Uh, and the Raiders just go from bad to worse. Uh, Sean Johnson comes back in for the Warriors, so um, they'll be too strong and have too many points for the Raiders. It's going to get as ugly as fuck. They're going to destroy them.
0: <laughs> South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Newcastle Knights. At Barlow Park.
1: In Cairns, Nathan. Sunday 3pm. As we've been reliably informed.
0: Jake underscore Chook actually tweeted and said, Before you get confused about where another game is being played this week, Southworth's night at Barlow Barlow Park is in Cairns. Thank you, sir. I
1: think the Rabbitohs in this one. Um, Sutton... There was some talk from uh, Rabbitohs fans that Sutton was named in the side, but he'll be no chance of playing. So yep. interesting to see what the side looks like on game day, but even take Sutton out of that side, there's some uh, some pretty awesome young talent uh, in Dylan Walker and uh, Alva'a. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I guess. Yep. Or if you're Ray Warren, you pronounce it Alvanga. <laughs> 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 yeah, way more... Way more points than the Knights uh, in the Rabbitohs. I'm to
0: see how the Keary Reynolds thing develops uh, in the absence of John Sutton because uh, that was supposed to be their combination before a ball was kicked off this season and Keary got wiped out for a long period of time with injury. So I'm interested to see how they go. Um, yeah, Keary's looked good so far. And I guess yeah, he's, a, you know,
1: he's definitely a player of the future.
0: And it's a bit of a you know low-pressure game, the Knights. I think the Knights are garbage. And I can't believe the Roosters lost to him after yeah. scoring three extra tries in the first half so yeah I give them no respect Monday night footbitch, bitch and isn't it just with the West Tigers taking on the Melbourne Storm at Campbelltown Stadium
1: it's at Campbelltown it's uh, tickets and donations benefiting uh, the cause of Simon Dwyer albeit three years too late um, Tigers have a good record against the Storm uh, away from Melbourne so Hopefully that translates to uh, to a solid performance and a good victory for the Tigers against the Storm, but they're going to have to be immeasurably better than they were last week, somewhere around the level they were at against the Bulldogs, um, and then probably ramp it up a notch as well to, to get over the top of a full-strength Melbourne Storm side. Yeah, look, I'm going to say the West Tigers are
0: going to win this game. Monday night football jinx, or, you know, the uh, underdog thing. Yeah. The fact it's a Campbelltown and the fact that Storm of cunts. <laughs> I like the way you think. I'll cop that. <laughs> 13 plus. And that is full time for episode 165. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League and on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Um, make sure you hit the like button, share stuff around. We're getting massive shares on our stuff now. So uh, thank you very much to the people Good who take the time up there, eh? Yeah, the people who take the time to, you know, like and comment on the show posts and the other bits and pieces that, that other guys put up on our on our wall as well. I mean, because there's guys just throwing memes up there all the time, which should look fucking great. And, uh, some of them are very funny too. But uh, the shares, I've just noticed the shares, we're getting more and more each week. So uh, thank you everyone who takes uh, you know a second out of their time to actually hit the share button and uh, bang it out on their, on their uh, own timeline. Uh, no new reviews this week on iTunes. Pull your fingers out of your fucking holes. Tipping. <laughs> <laughs> tipping. Well, it was a, f- oh, I put a... I put a tweet out about this the other day when I realized what was fucking happening. Our tipping competition awards away teams to people who don't put their tips in. That's fine uh with a, a tipocalypse round like the last week, last round was we had about 34 people in our comp of over 150 didn't put their tips in so they they were getting free free tips correct uh the competition maxes out; you can only get five a maximum of five you know given to you correct tips um so that was that saved things a lot because um we could have that competition could have fucking been anything after all these freeloaders got bu- yep. bumped up there but in the midst of the apocalypse Shane Aaron Elvis actually got 5 right where most people wear par was more like sort of two or three. He got five right, retained, sorry, not retained, took back the lead. He was sliding. He was down sixth or seventh last week. He's back up on top with 96 points. David Kingston on 95 in second, along with Smithy Fire, CA Photo, Whitey. One point back on 94, Desi's Ducks, Voodoo Rock, three-card Magic Trick, GT, John, and finally on 93, Life of Ty. Fantasy. The Wendells on top. Too much tuna. Mighty doggies. Sarcastic pricks. NZ underscore magpie 54 drops a little bit. Mischief. Sticky fingers. Fergo. Dingbats. Seagull. Assassins. And winter is crowding. I actually did my first loophole this week. Jared Hayne. I saw. I, I had my captain put on Sergius, I think. And uh, had Jared Hayne vice captain. He went fucking ballistic, as as we've spoken about in the Titans game. And so I thought, hey, fuck it. Congratulations, welcome to the side, Tony Cetini, and congratulations on your captaincy for one week, and uh, it almost won me all the game, I lost one game by three this week, and I had a drawn game, it's fucking hard to tie a game Supercoach, but there you go, um, that's it, I mean, shot, we're still clearing out the old Revelation shirts, still got Tigers in the client shirts, and as I say every week, uh, you know, when hasn't it been relevant, and never more relevant than now, this week proves it true yet again, Um Hit us up on the store. The quantities are all on there and in, in the various sizes. And uh yeah, we appreciate the support and help us clear out the old stock too. Just get rid of it. Stubby holders.
1: Just put hats. your hands in your pockets.
0: Just get yeah, get get buying. And uh yeah, the more, the more you put on, the more you give back. <laughs> 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 That's it. See you next week. See ya.